Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Week in Gaming podcast. And what do you know, it's been a big week in gaming. I'm Intergot for episode 83 for Sunday, the 12th of June, 2022. In this week's show, we'll be discussing the news we missed last week from the PlayStation State of Play. Is The Last of Us remake a shameless, shameless cash grab? And all and all our other highlights from the first half of Not E3. Oh, that's not you. <laughs> We're not hearing the song. <laughs> Do I have to pretend to hear the music? No, no, no. What, what happens is that whenever I... Um, upgrade the wavelength microphone that we have it just destroys i was saying this to mike it destroys all like the audio stuff for some reason it's really annoying anyway as always if you want to check out our links check out the description or go to bigwigpod.com swinny the hype man yeah just want to talk about some of the showcases of the not e3 period um that are coming up this week so these are australian times um, for anyone else, what I'd suggest is um, there's a site called E3 Countdown that is really good because it just gives you the countdown of hours and mm-hmm. you know and sometimes for these kind of events. So on Monday or this, uh, I guess in a, not too long to go at 3 a.m. on Monday is the Xbox and Bethesda showcase. Mm. So that's a big one that I'm looking forward to. Well, yeah, it'd be it'd be Tonight. already done by the time that this is published. Oh, yeah. The well, there you go. Yeah. Well, not if you're watching the live stream. If you're watching too. the live stream, it's about seven. I'm looking at this E3 countdown thing. It's seven hours and 38 minutes to go. Yeah. So, and, and there'll also be the PC Gaming Show about two hours after that at 5 a.m. And then at on Tuesday, the next day at 8 a.m., we have the Capcom Showcase, which it's going to be really interesting if uh, there's ever a time that they're going to announce that Bloody Dragons Dogma 2, um, that would be the one. Um and Capcom kind of uh, blew their load a bit early with uh, Street Fighter VI, <laughs> so we'll talk about that uh, soon as state of play. Um, and then on Wednesday at 3am, there's actually an extended showcase for um, Xbox and Bethesda where they're probably just going to show more deep dives into Stop the ones, it. things they announced on Monday. So it's probably just more like, hey, here's 20 minutes of footage rather than three minutes of footage or something for some cool. games. And the last one that I've noted down um, that we know is happening, that, look, there might be something else, but I think the other noteworthy one for us is on Friday at 8 a.m., there's a Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary stream. Okay. So I have a feeling we'll probably get, if we're going to get an update at all about the status of Part 2 of Final mm. Fantasy VII Remake, that'll probably be the place that they'll they'll give that update. Um sure, awesome. Now, there are a lot of rumours circulating that we will get a Nintendo Direct this week. <laughs> the rumors And we are, are a rumour mill, so... Can rumors I just say, the rumours are so bad in predicting Directs, by the way. The, this one seems a bit more credible than most because it actually, it's on the back of um, some developer comms, um, specifically Ooh. the Neon White game um, that, that was also shown off at uh, Summer Game Fest. But uh, basically, it's... It's potentially a Thursday, um, the rooms are indicating, but we'll see. It could They could be nothing, but obviously if there's a Nintendo one, that'll be a big one for us. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's really unfortunate, the timing. It's so aggressively, uh, you know, difficult <laughs> to, to hit those times. They're pretty much the worst times you could pick, like 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. For, for us. us Australians, but no one gives a shit about us Australians, so... But I, that's why I'm looking forward to the live shows coming back because when they do the live shows, 
they don't do it at that time because it doesn't translate well to a live show production in LA. Because it's like 10 a.m. in LA when they're broadcasting yeah, these things. Yeah, as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, well, I mean, it's doable at <clears throat> oh, least. No. So. Sunday? It'll be I Sunday mean, for them, though, I right? I still remember waking up in all hours to watch the E3 conferences, so it wasn't that much better. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do like now. how some people are calling it Tired. T3 this period of time now, because Jeff Keighley. K3, that's not bad, not bad. Well, uh, maybe you should have delivered a better show, but oh! Oy, oh, oy. Zing. Well, well, we don't even really have a, a general topic to discuss that, actually. We've just broken down those specific uh, ones, but yeah, it was, like, I don't know, Summer Games Fest will originally get a streamer as well. I've been feeling really unwell, but I'm so glad we didn't wake up to go to watch that, because well, I, I watched... You- <laughs> yeah, uh, did you wake up and watch the whole thing? I didn't yeah, know that's that. what I sent you guys yeah. a message oh, at like shit. at Sam in the morning saying, "Yeah, I regret everything or something." See, like that. But- you guys, you guys, because what we do mm. uh, collectively is we have a thing called the t-shirt sizing, and then we put down our interest in each of the things that were shown. You guys were mostly nah, fuck it, I don't give a shit. I had a few mediums. There were actually a few that I wouldn't have regretted it as much as you guys. It didn't blow <laughs> me away, but I've been like, yeah, that's okay. Well, the that. thing is, and this is, I guess, the place to talk about. We're talking general thoughts. Is that, and Keely, like all credit to Jeff Keely, he up front before yeah. the show said, yeah. you know, these are going. We're mostly going to be showing games that are already known. Like there were obviously some new announcements, hmm. but a game like Neon White that you mentioned, Mike, like that's mm-hmm. a game that like we've already seen a lot. Um, and mm. you know, coming yeah, out. Right, so, so, wow. so for for us, when we are talking about games, when we're like, okay, that T-shirt ranking thing you mentioned, it's more about how interested are we about talking about it on the show. Hmm. It's not how interested yeah, are we about course, the games. Of course, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I should should have pointed that out. Yeah, and so it's more like, okay, is there in, enough interesting new stuff to talk about? And mm. we're, we'll be talking about Flashback Two later. That's a game that apparently was announced, but that's a game that it's like, okay, well. Mm. Now, there's stuff we want to talk about as opposed to, well, we got a release date. Is it just me or where there are a lot of first-person shooters? Man. That's the industry, right? A lot. I was watching the um, Guerrilla Collective and the Future Games show last night and all this, this not E3, this summer period is just... Bloody horror sci-fi games. Yeah, it's horror like, sci-fi. Yeah. So many. It's like... I mean, everyone, hey, cool. I like that. But so Everyone yeah. decided, like, two, three years ago, whenever the, these games started production, that, oh, I'm going to make a horror game. No one's making a lot of those. And it's maybe just like it's COVID all related. once. It's they like, started at the start maybe. of COVID and went... Mm. Nah, so I think it's horribly darkened. <laughs> the Guerrilla Collective show had no joke, like six horror games back-to-back. Like, they bundled them together for a reason mm. because there were so many. And it's like, oh, my God, another bloody horror game. It's like, Hooray. okay... But anyway, I think it's super cyclical. Like you're saying, I think that, yeah, like four years ago, everyone felt like, oh, you know what? We're going to make a horror game. No one's doing that at the moment. No one's doing it well. Like <laughs> Maybe, Resident yeah. Evil's not going so well anymore. Mm. There's a Maybe. big gap in the market. No Silent Hill. No one's PT making a game was like, popular. That's a good point. You got to look at what happened four yeah. years ago. No yeah. one's yeah. making a game like Dead Space and now we've got like four of them. Coming, <laughs> yeah. You know? Including the remake of... Well, Callisto yeah. Protocol and Dead Space remake are like sick. two months away. Right, from each yeah. other from releasing. That's quite wild. Looking with forward summer, to both of them. With Summer Game Fest, look, when I think back and look at it, there's a lot of good games there, um, but the problem is it's just, I guess, the hype with this is, okay, I want to hear about new things. Yeah. yeah. And that's where it really didn't deliver, but... Uh, oh, well, yeah, no, no, that's fair enough. All right, well, let's get into what we've been playing. So, Mike, what Speaking have you been games, up so to? Before in the last I get fortnight? In... 
In the last fortnight, well, be- before I get into the actual games I've been playing, hold that B-roll, hold that B-roll. Um, hold that beer. You guys would be familiar with the fact, because I sent a few screenshots, that I bought a new gaming laptop. I, I kind of uh, didn't. I saw that you had a laptop, but I didn't realize oh, yeah, yeah. you bought so, a gaming so you laptop. A gaming laptop. I, I don't really I've get gaming to... laptops, but yeah, go on. Well, honestly, the, the, the main thing for me isn't necessarily that it plays games, which obviously it does, which is great. It's, it's the fact the that... The most important gonna... thing is that it's a new thing for you to buy. No, 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 no. I've So my last laptop is a uh a surface laptop which fantastic machines don't get me wrong other than the screen the screen is probably the laggiest screen in any device Ooh, I've ever it used. is pretty laggy yeah but other than that and it looks great don't don't get me wrong it just if you try to do any 3d stuff if you try to do any rendering if you try to do any video work on it it just it doesn't have the dedicated power to do it so I wanted something with a dedicated GPU. One, because I can do a lot of that stuff. And I do. I actually do a bit of 3D stuff and whatnot. Um, and and the other thing is, if I want to sit in bed and stuff, I didn't mind something where I could just, you know, play some games in bed. And this turned out to be a really good deal. Because so, you don't have enough devices to play <laughs> I don't in have bed. enough devices to play <laughs> in bed with. analog pocket. You got uh, everything. Like switch. You yeah. You got to get a switch. Steam Deck when analog it comes pocket, out. Steam. Oh, 100%. I was actually debating because my girlfriend has a bit of family in the US and I was debating whether I create another no. Steam account and get one shipped. But I'm it's like, yeah, annoying. I don't think it's worth it. It's, it's going to be too annoying. But they'll probably have to get by, a new library. By the time like they'll have stuff to send to Australia or whatever, like you'll probably be on few revisions later as well so available in australia by then probably so uh which by the way speaking of stuff being available in australia to anyone listening you can now get custom xbox controllers in australia which is i kind of missed that memo but i think think we have in the one minute for the swing i'm guessing is it coming up no no we don't really that's true that's uh, a new announcement new announcement dropping your game worthy enough for me get them done i think they're a hundred bucks a pop which isn't too bad. I mean, it's obviously more than a standard controller, especially if you can find them on special, but it's not too bad. Give I designed one. Customize them. But the colors are because, horrible. Uh, it's not, no, I don't think it's too bad. I don't think it's too bad. It's, you get, it's you not get a, quite a few. It's not an objective thing. <laughs> no, but I mean, you could go white if you want. You just go with white. We're just um, going to fucking white controller then. Exactly. Uh, so <laughs> you can customize the, the, the different components and you can customize the front mm. being one color and then the back of it can be a different color triggers and the triggers and bumpers. the the bumpers are two different colors you can have this is, is the xbox design lab for it's a design people, lab yeah so people, people that have already are, yeah. seen it but now that it's an australian look i'm assuming we get a few australian listeners uh, that's check the, it out. that's the kind of shit if nintendo do i did sorry it would be unreal the amount of like different things you could plug in if you could put like a little triforce on the analog stick like that would be cool, that would yeah. be the business. It would I, sell a I'd lot, maybe that. even a lot more, yeah, yeah than, sure. than what this does. So, uh, so anyway, laptop aside, which I'm, I'm pretty happy with, and especially given the price and everything, it runs. You know, most of the stuff I've thrown at it relatively well, so I'm quite happy with it. Um, two of the games that I happen Ooh. to also play on it. So the first game is Ori and the Will of the Wisps. So if anyone's tuned in to to the previous shows, you guys would know that I've been playing this for probably about three weeks now i think give or take i have completely finished it um and nice. by completely finished it i mean i've i've clocked it i've got all the upgrades i've got all the upgrades to the upgrades i've got all the collectible things um i don't have all the achievements because there's a few that i think are time-based so you kind of have to go and play the game again i think to be able to get them and there's a few where you have to play the game in the hardest difficulty and stuff like that which i just don't enjoy to be honest and i also don't give a shit about achievements but i was drawn to finding all of the things and finding all the, the upgrades um 
Anyway, highly recommend the game. We've spoken about this before. Now that I, I finally clocked it, I can definitively say it's it's one of my favorite Metrovania games. Do you prefer really, it over really the first game? It. Um, on, like like you said, it kind of feels like it is a bit of much of the same muchness. But yeah. I played the first so long ago that it doesn't actually matter to me. I think I played the first almost at launch. So I've forgotten so much of the original that it's like playing a fresh game. I reckon if I played the original, I probably would have forgotten most of the original now and I could play it again. So from that regard, yeah, it, it didn't it didn't bother me. If you play it back to back, maybe mm. it's an issue. But if you just play it as something standalone or if you played the original ages ago, then highly worth playing this, especially if you've got Game Pass. It's a really, really cool game. Oh, it's a great game. And the story is so beautiful. I love the story. I love the message behind the story, which I can't spoil, but... Um, you know, it, lots of sad moments. It's a bit predictable what happens, obviously, because it's not exactly the most M. Night Shyamalan kind of story, but <laughs> it's it's really cool. It's an awesome story. I highly recommend it. Mm, um, and the second game that I've been playing, which I believe is a game that Winnie has also been playing, and we touched on it very slightly on, on an episode before this, is Chorus, spelt with a V. Corvus. Corvus. It's, it's not spelled with no, a V. It's like it's just... Bulgari that... that it's not spelled with a V. It's just the logo looks like. No, just the logo looks. Well, yeah. it, it's clearly a freaking V in the logo. What? I bet as in uh, it's like not chorus when you like see it on websites. No, it's not. It's actually Wikipedia. spelled as chorus. It's everywhere. not SEO like no, look. Just it's look not like it's not like Bulgari where the U is a V shape. Oh, this is star, uh, style. Is it, this is always the way I like Wikipedia saying it. It goes chorus stylized as Z H O R V S. Yeah, Wikipedia's yeah. got it straight. They it's like churches, together. but churches are so, spelt with me, so actually it's exactly not like, like that. Yeah. It's, no, it's, actually it's like, not. like it's like churches, but not. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not like churches. <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> so, um, so, so, what's the game about? If you if if you Whoops. guys have played Everspace, this is Everspace Two is probably the closest I can approximate this to. Um, I am a fan of Everspace Two. Um, I'm a fan of space combat shooters like this since you know the days of Wing Commander. Probably don't play enough of them. Um, it's not the hardcore game uh, for something like uh gosh what's that what's that game that hasn't come out yet that that i actually installed recently um st- no man's sky uh, no 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 that other one the one that's still in development Ooh. that you have to buy ships so we're for. narrowing down it's, to it's been oh, in development the game for a is very under long time <laughs> no I can't believe I dwarf fortress dwarf fortress of course no no, he's talking Sweeney. about Star Citizen. Help me out. Star Citizen. Oh, my God. I literally Starfield. installed that a week ago, and I forgot the name of it already. Because uh, I do have a Star, uh, a Star Citizen account. <laughs> it's because of Starfield. It's it's screwing up my, my brain now. Anyway, it's nothing hardcore like that. It's an action-driven uh, game. Um, you could call it an RPG in space, basically. You've got quests, if you could call them that, upgrades to your ship. Uh, the mechanics... At the very the, so the very first time I played the game, I thought it was basically descent. I thought it was like a corridor oh, yeah, type of. It's not. It opens up completely. It that's opens why up into I like said, these mini maps. It's totally different, Mike. That's why I'm like just like play through the tutorial because I know yeah, you, yeah. you hadn't beaten that yet. Because uh, yeah, like the same as me. I'm like, well, this is a very different game than what I thought it would be. Um, it's I didn't I don't really have major expectations for it or anything, but all I can say is it's it's fun. And the more I play it, the more I actually want to keep playing it, which I find pretty interesting um so i don't know where you are up to swinney i don't want to spoil anything but i'm up to the second system if you could call it that um i also upgraded my ship without spoiling anything 
Um, I, d I have done everything I could in the in the first area, though, so I think I could have progressed the story a hell of a lot more if I didn't. Because um, you can do optional side stuff like in, in, in most of these kind of games. Um, and look, I don't know what what else to say, but it's it's a very solid game. I, I just feel compelled to keep playing it and procrastinating and not doing other things that I'm supposed to be doing because I really enjoyed the mechanics of the game. And you get given uh, a few really cool upgrades that... Um, so like a quick turn, so you can do really quick turns to try to get back to the enemy. It's not... Typically in these kind of games, you can spend a bit too much time trying to see whether the enemy is on the screen by following the dots on the radar and then constantly turning and turning and turning until you can finally get to them to, to get the kill. Whereas with this, there's a couple of abilities. Like one of the abilities, you literally teleport behind the enemy so you can shoot them straight away. So there's like cool mechanics like that that I think are really, really solid. So might as well get over to you, Sonny. How, how much have you played of this? Yeah, so look, it actually sounds like you've actually played a bit more than me. Uh, I hadn't finished everything in that first like area yet. But basically, this game I'd always have my eye on because I remember its initial trailers and everything just looked cool it's a very graphically impressive game um i think it looks really fantastic but the the thing that kind of from all the original trailers it gave me vibes of like rogue squadron and rogue leader and those kind of uh you know the gamecube mm. um star wars games and it definitely feels like that when it plays but what i wasn't expecting was that open world component so when that ha when that happened, I'm like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this because I was almost expecting it to just be like level by level, hmm. um, which I don't know which way I would have preferred. But I I think this is a really good game, really solid. What I've played again, like I'm very early, but um, I'm just really happy I got to try it because yeah, it's a game that I have my on. So definitely yeah. going to keep playing it. So. I highly recommend it as well. Into God, it's it's quite good. I mean, you can you can oh. tell. So you know, graphically, yes, it looks good, but you can tell that it's. Certain things are relatively low polygon. Um, really, when you when you look at the objects themselves, um, they've obviously reused a lot of the elements. The only model, human model, that I've seen into into in the entire game so far, and I'm, maybe there's more coming, is Nara, the protagonist. They probably didn't have budget, being the developer that they are, to do the full thing. But you know what? It doesn't hold the game back at all. Um, they're not necessarily negative things. It still looks great. It still plays great. Um, and you don't necessarily need to have, you know, 50 3D model characters to, to do the game justice. It's fantastic as this for what it it's is. It's a game in space, you know, like they, yeah. they didn't even probably have to model the main character to. to get away yeah. with it, you know. What it does make me want to play, not this game, but it inspires me to go play Starlink Battle for Atlas, that game that went on all consoles, but I think the definitive version you'd have to say is the Switch because it's got the Star Fox missions in it. And the only reason why I've never gone to play that game is because there's a DLC where you can get, you know, Slippy and, you know, the extra pilots, but it's never gone down in price and it always just like pisses <laughs> me off. And it's like a three megabyte up update. It's like nothing. It doesn't really add that much content at all, but it's like 18 bucks, this DLC. And I'm like, surely this is going to go down in price for like a couple of days once and then I can pick it up and then start playing that game because it'll piss me off if it comes out later. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's also like one of those middling space games that are not like blowing anyone away, but they're like, eh, it's okay to play every now and then. Speaking of middling games, uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl actually came out as part of the PlayStation Plus subscription. So one of the free games in PlayStation Plus, and it has the update with voices I know, and items. 
right? It came out of nowhere. I know, and and free, right? Like if you've got PS Plus. So I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to try this out. I bought this, crazily enough, on the Switch. The Switch still doesn't have the update for voices. Huh. Um, and they've got a few more characters, Garfield, stuff like that. Rock, Rocco's co- uh, come into the game, but it's a DLC. Um, and I've got to say, man, like playing this game, it's just so hollow, this game. Even, even with the so even with the voices in it, like before, it was like it was like a it was like a oh, cavernous, you know what I mean? Mm. But it's so bare bones, and I don't want to rip the develop developer because it's obviously like an A level game in terms of the budget that they would have had. But it just like it's so hard. They're going up against a game like Smash Brothers, and ha- like they uh, the way they've built the game, it's like Smash Brothers. You can't deny it, right? And Smash Brothers just has so much polish. <laughs> like, so, so, so much polish. Um, and, yeah, the voices, I don't know, man. It's, it's, I guess it's just one of those things. It's like, you, it has to have it. Like, it was crazy that it never did before. But it didn't change the game as much as I thought it would. It kind of actually shocked me how little I noticed the voices. I thought, oh, well, this is going to be a really big change. And I was just like, eh. But do you think it will have a better first impression on people? 100%. 100%. Because before it was like, this is almost creepy, right? (laughs) (laughs) And I still am really keen um, to break it out in the party once they add it into Switch. Um, Because I think it's good for kids and stuff like that. It's very simple to control and everything like that. But yeah, man, the game is like super disappointing. I, I don't know. I had more hopes for the game. Um, which, which gives me my nice little segue to the next game that I was playing, uh, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. <laughs> and I love this game, man. Like, so what's happened here is weirdly enough, this game's coming out in a few weeks time. I'm definitely going to pick it up day one and they've got a demo, like a very generous demo. You can play all the way up to chapter four. <laughs> so, and that it seems like the story starts to branch at that point as well. Um, but man, like playing this game, th- these Muso style games, warrior style games, I'm like kind of addicted to them now. Cause they're just so dopey. They're so like relaxing. They're not hard at all really. And they're just, I don't know. They're just chill out games. Like I, I, I kind of get them now. Do you think you need the properties to be things you're interested though? Oh, 100%. Or would you, so you wouldn't like play a Warriors Muso, like an actual like Disney no chance, or <laughs> zero chance, negative okay. chance. <laughs> yeah, it's one hundred percent the IP mixed with just the style of gameplay, and it's kind of cute what they do. Like they do try to integrate the style of that game into the the surroundings of it. So with Fire Emblem, obviously it's a tactical RPG. They try to put some of that elements. You can even see it in the B roll if you're watching it now. It's super light touch, obviously. Um, but the thing is, they do really take care of the IP. You know, with Fire Emblem Three Houses, I was like, okay, cool. They've got the three different houses, all the students. They're just going to have a selection of the students. But you can actually play as every single student in this game. It's insane. And it's it's the personalities of those students and some of the the weapons and the ways that you fight in the game are representative of the character. So they they do put a lot a lot of love and care into it, and I think that's why it's pretty enjoyable. I really love the story of Fire Emblem Three Houses, so I don't know. It's kind of a no brainer just to pick this up. It's a very like massive drought from a gaming point of view. I'm getting through a lot of more backlog items, but um, 
yeah, no, I'm interesting, really interested in slaying lots of enemies in this game. Um, which I'm just <laughs> go on. No, I was just saying, I'm just ruining my segue. So, so me, well, I want to cut you off before you segue into next. Yeah, game. yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> just looking at the output of a Mega Force, so they're the oh, know, it's the, crazy. The, it is insane. Like, look at like the the put out since like 2010, like. 30 something games or something it is just insane yeah now obviously they're masters of that style of gameplay they know what to do but wow like talk about just a workhorse developer but but like you look at the reviews like i know that there's probably some inflation of like the response and everything like that but they're always like decent games and you know i know persona 5 strikers like that definitely had a chance of people just going oh this is total shit but, you know, it was received fairly well, kind of like a, r- roughly around the 80s on Metacritic, which is not, you know, the be on oh, and end all. Oh, people like that game, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I'm, I'm impressed at how they do things and just, it's definitely for me a massive IP thing. Like if you had a, a Mario Warriors game, I'd be playing that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'd be all for it, man. I think we've spoken about Animal well, Crossing. <laughs> we got a Mario XCOM game. Like, I mean, I wouldn't put it past it. That's know. an awesome game. I'm, I like, I almost <laughs> think that game's underrated. Like that it game's is almost it underrated, is. It is underrated, and it's so cheap. That game regularly sells for like ten, fifteen bucks, Australian. Bucks. No, no, ten, fifteen Australian dollars. Nah, it's more than that. No, dude. Okay, if it's fifteen bucks, will you buy it? I'm like a peddler if of this 15 game. Fifteen bucks, will you buy it for me? No, no, you're gonna buy it. I'm not gonna no, buy I'm not it for you. It. Mike, I've uh, got a free code. Uh, no, not a free code. What? Well, actually, I've got a code I can send you if you want to play. There you really? Go. Yes, yes, I'll take it. It's a cool game, man. Because they, I been pa- they packed that in with Switch games, so with Switch oh. consoles, so yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, if, you, if you're not going to use it, sure. yeah. Lowest price digitally fifteen dollars, and physical fifteen as well. That's crazy. Um, yeah, really good game, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. I'm looking forward to the sequel this year. That's you a know definitely really nice good. Play. Have what's, you guys tried really urinal cleansing? <laughs> so, so, so basically, if you drink <laughs> episode <laughs> title right there. I don't even think we can put that in the title. What do you basically do? Is, what, what is that, dude? It's pee. So you pee in a bottle. What? No, yeah, it's, it's not. Called He's just Shut up. He's just talking. He's going to drink shit. It's, for the record, YouTube, that is not pee. And it tastes weird, but hey, apparently hey, it, it cleanses you because it goes through your body twice. Uh, so it, like, it, it cleanses the chemicals twice. There's people out there that, that do that and they uh, they store it in bottles. And yeah, there's there's some weird cleansing out there. That's yeah, for sure. that's, uh, that's just you don't have enough glasses. Um, yeah, so as I, as I had my beautiful segue of slaying lots yeah, of enemies, ruined. ruined, I'll go into the third game I was playing, which was Slay the Spire. So mm. I've been sick the last couple of weeks. That's why we didn't have the show last week. And I wanted to play something where I didn't have to think or do anything. And it's like not, you know, heaps of actions per second or whatever. I'm like, oh yeah, Slay the Spire. It's a card game. Like how crazy could it be? Oh my God, this game. I know it's like. This is not new news or new take or anything like that, but man, this game is so good. I freaking really good. love this game yeah. already. Made by two people. It's freaking nah, awesome. I, by the way, yeah. can I just say, when people say made by two people, it's fucking, I've looked at the credits. It's like oh. 20 people. I, okay, I, 20. I don't know why people always have to like Mostly talk it up. People. Yeah, yeah. It made two main people for sure. <laughs> but but um, no, no, this game's like, like just such a great example of finally balancing things and creating mm. synergy. Um, with all the different cards and just like things I didn't think about, like, you know, it's a, it's a deck building game ostensibly, but I, I never really thought about the strategy and I'm like, you know what? I think it's better if I don't pick up cards sometimes, mm-hmm. you sometimes, know, yeah. 
And it's just like shit like that. This game's got so many layers. And I'm playing through, I'm like, I don't know how to fucking, how people can beat this game so easily. Like, I think I've gotten to the final boss of the third act. Mm. And the motherfucker, like, I wiped him out. I'm like, yeah. And then he, he came alive again, like straight away. Yeah, like, oh, good old Dark Souls. This is bullshit. <laughs> like, and I kind of set myself up to go, I just limp over the line. And then, yeah, when he got alive again, I'm like, well, I'm dead now. But, um... Uh, yeah, how much have you guys played this game? I know it's pretty uh, hard. Yeah, I I don't remember if I clocked did you clock the final, it? but I think I may have. I played it. I played it for a bit. Yeah, mm. this is probably about a year ago, give or take. Freaking and I really game. enjoyed it. Yeah, I grabbed oh, it um, at random. I think I might have a physical copy of it actually, and yeah, really enjoyed it. Yeah, it have a really useful cool game. Oh look, honestly, I know it's a good game, but um. This style of game doesn't appeal to me, so I haven't tried it. it I've tried. I've dude, tried. It doesn't to me either. No, it's I've, weird. Let me, let me, so I played like other popular ones, like Monster Train and stuff, mm. and I understand like the design is really good and and how these games work. I just something about that style of game just. Just like you guys and, you know, some of the games I talk about, it's just not my thing. So. But you like Paper Mario, right? And this kind of <laughs> I don't reminds think me in some it. ways of it. <laughs> Without Paper Mario has, doesn't have a deck of cards. To... No, I know, I know that, I know that. And, the recent uh, one honestly, does. I'm not into these kind of games either, oh, to be honest, fair. generally. But this one just clicked. It was just, this is fun. It's cool. I enjoy it. I'd say this is an exception to the rules, Winnie. I, I almost mm. think... Honestly, if you gave this game five hours, I think it's impossible for you to say, okay, I didn't like that game i think you'd, you'd at minimum say i liked it but it's still you know i'm not going to invest any more time in it because no, it, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's a good game but i'm just like there's just so many other games I yeah yeah i get that first, so yeah but that was the thing for me like i'm also not a card person like that's just it almost seems insane to me to play a card game on the pc but just because i was unwell i was like fuck i just have i just want to play it because this is Perfect on I, Switch. I don't want to play, you know, like anything too action heavy and my brain and body's just not there. So it was just like, oh yeah, I'll just give it a crack for like 10 minutes. And I literally played it for three hours straight. Because <laughs> so I was just like, oh, I better just do another run. Oh, I just got to do another Dude, run. Dude, get it on Switch. It's really cool on Switch. Nah. It's what's, perfect what's on Switch? Switch. I like it on the mouse because you can... It feels like yeah, it's I meant guess. to be done on the map. No, it's just cool the way you select screen? cards and stuff. I'm pretty sure it is from memory, yeah. Oh, I okay. think it is. I think I mostly use the controller, though. I'm trying to remember now. I don't know. Fuck, it's been a while since I played it. But mm-hmm. it's just, it's it's a perfect game for that kind of format. Yeah, maybe. Uh, how about you, Sweeney? What have you been playing? Stuff. Yeah, so I have been... Stuff, yeah. I have been playing some stuff, but the first thing... Um, I need a... I put that in our run sheet just so you don't jump into the the uh, B roll the next first game. I've I've learned to be like okay, there's some <laughs> stuff I'm going to mention before the first B roll. So the first yeah. thing I mentioned is this. I picked up. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that. That's all log on special, the, isn't it? Yes, it was on special at uh, EB Games hmm. for it's the Assassin's Creed Valhalla dice game that's in the game. So when I heard that they were making a physical version, I knew I was always going to pick it up if I saw it. So mm-hmm. it's cool. I don't know what I'm. Get a chance to try it, but it'll look nice on my shelf until I do. So, is it multiplayer um, or single player? It, no. I, oh, that's right. You I'm haven't played that much of it. No. no, all log is all log is not a single player game. It is a multiplayer game. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. So, look, double checking. Mm-hmm. No, it's, yeah, it's the same. It's just a two player game. So, two player game okay, as cool. Valhalla. So, awesome. oh, Sweeney, yeah. can I just say so you're never going to play that? It's timely. I installed Origin Origins Origin. Origins. Origin the EA? Assassin's Creed. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, me yeah. too. Origins. I forgot to tell you. I just yeah. installed it on my yeah. PC. I was like, nice. Sweeney would be happy about this. Yeah. I'm going to have Shall my first experience. Shall we play it at the same time? 
Uh, now I'll do it whenever I want. Let me know when you play it. I'll play it. Cool. Back to you, um, Yeah, and so I've completed, I completed a couple of other games. So I completed Infinite Links. So that's one of those Chemco RPGs. Uh, it was a very... Clocked another Chemco game. Very... Uh, I completed it. Um, I didn't... Uh, yeah, no, anyway. That's... But um, <laughs> I will add that to the Chemco RPG tier list probably the next time I do a Chemco game because uh, I don't want to talk about this Infinite Links. It's pretty trash, so... Oh. Yeah. Um, and I beat the Borderlands 3 campaign finally. That game yeah, is cool. a lot longer than I was expecting. Um, so anyway, I'm banned from talking about Borderlands 3 on the show, so that's uh, that's enough. Why? You are? Yes, yes. What? I've been told to not talk about Borderlands 3 in the past. So. By me? It's, it's, By yes, me? It's By me. Uh, both, both of you. It would have been me. Both of you. Me too. What? <laughs> when did I say it? I don't remember saying that. I anyway, I can tell you the games I'm saying it, but I didn't Now the games I'm actually going to You guys have short memories. And Amiibos. I'm actually going to talk about uh, a game. So the first one, uh, this is part of my Game Pass roundup. Mm-hmm. First one is This War of Mine Final Cuts. Oh, so this game... It's not a new game. Um, it came out in 2014. It's from Polish Studio, uh, 11-bit studios. Um, mm-hmm. But the final cut version, which is what this is, it's been added to Game Pass, came out on PS5 and Xbox Series consoles in May. Um, and so, Switch, I think, right? Because I think I have it on Switch. It was already on Switch. Oh, was it was already on Switch, okay. Yeah. So, basically, this game, I had always heard about it, but I didn't actually know what kind of game it was. So, basically, it's... You, you start a game up and you're randomly given like a group of civilians that are set, um, you know, they're in a, a it's basically a, war, a fictional war-torn city and you have to survive. So it's a survival game where you have to like forage for items, you clear rubble from the area, you have to craft and manage like meters, like health and, and uh, like you, the mood of your characters. And what you basically do is... You know, you you do what you can during the day, and then at night you can choose to send one of the survivors out to then forage. Which I don't know, Mike, if you ever played much Fallout Shelter. I have, yeah. Um, that was similar, where you could send um, characters out on missions, and it had the same kind of thing um, there. Obviously, that game came out later than 2014, but mm-hmm. um, and yeah, like when you actually go out, you can then you know you go to other like buildings, and there might be other survivors that you either. You can like choose to rob them. Um, you can, you know, offer alliances and peace by offering them items, and then you bring that back, and then you know, obviously survive. And the the I, I think the concept is really cool, where you have to survive until a ceasefire is called, and you don't know exactly when that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like it, just think about people surviving a real war. You're not going to know when that stuff's going to happen, so you're just trying to survive. Um, I like the concepts. But I think the gameplay loop just doesn't appeal to me. Um, I'm not a big fan of survival games in general, like, you know, survival games in terms of crafting and, and meter management. But I think that, look, a lot of people do love this game. Um, I think it it's very noble concept what it's trying to, you know, it, talking about the civilian cost of war. Um, so you're not out, you're not seeing, you know, like people, the war side of it, you're seeing the civilian side. So I think that's really neat. But uh, but it will probably be someone else's thing, you know. I think uh, a lot of people love those survival games. I'm so. gonna give this a shot. So yeah, I Mike, you might really enjoy it. So mm. yeah, so that's this War of Mine. The next game is a game that has a very interesting title that I only understood once I played it, which <laughs> is Floppy Knights. 
So the word floppy relates to floppy disks because these are uh. um, your your crew are basically you know stored on floppy disks. So this is actually you talk about card based yeah, games. Yeah, this is a card game. <laughs> this is a card based tactics game. So think of like a deck building, the deck management game mixed with like an Advance Wars game. Yeah, okay. okay. So really cool idea. Um, you basically go through like level by level battles. Um, using a combination of characters and cards. Like some cards will give them extra abilities and some will give them extra movement options. Um, and as I mentioned, your party's made up of characters that are stored on floppy disks. It's got a really neat art style. Um, the creator and artist is Marlo Dobbs, who also did the artwork for Dicey Dungeons, which is a very popular game that I haven't played before. But funnily enough, when I was looking up, um, looking them up, that I realised that they also made a Fire Emblem Sacred Stones mod based on Gilmore Girls. <laughs> which I think is absolutely hilarious. Um, so that's actually on their itch.io uh, page. So honestly, the Floppy Nights, I didn't play it for that long. I mentioned before deck-based games are not really my thing. Um, I would have much more enjoyed this. I would have enjoyed this much more if it was just honestly a straight-up tactics game. But at that point, it wouldn't be that much different from, you know, you run in the middle tactics games. Um and I'm honestly not a huge fan of tactics games either. I like the there are ones I, I do like, but again, that's just not my thing. But um, mm. but it seems like a neat idea, and I, a neat idea, and I know there's some uh, some people that do like this. So that's uh, yeah, that's floppy nights. This is just like a series of games that you're not into. <laughs> well, uh, let's. What about time, the next one? Time to <laughs> talk about another of... <laughs> game, which is oh boy, this game. Um, Vampire Survivors. I've been wanting to try this game for ages, so I don't know how familiar you guys are with this game. I have seen it, yeah. It uh, it kind of blew up earlier in the year. It's one of the most popular indie games of the year, even though technically I believe it came out in December, um, but it came out very late in December. Um, it's on Game Pass. It's a game preview game. It's only on PC Game Pass, um, but it's like $4 on Steam, so a very cheap game. Um, this game became massively popular with streamers. It's very highly rated on Steam. It's sitting at like 97% or something wow. like that. Um, and it's from a single developer, uh, Ponkel, uh, I think it's, uh, which is Lucas Galante. And awesome. I love, I love uh, their, um, their Twitter ha- uh, descriptions like, I've accidentally made Vampire Survivors. So I kind of <laughs> like that idea of like a game that just... Blew- These games that blow up that you would have had no idea. It's almost like secret ingredient like what happens you know like stardew look at that right Mm. so this game is very much like this year's stardew in terms of an indie game that just blew up massively and i honestly i fucking love this game i love this game so much um (laughs) i've played this game more than any other game i've played the last two weeks and i because look i've watched a lot of people that i watch on youtube play this game so i went into this knowing a lot about it like i still I knew... don't I'm, we're looking at the b i still don't really understand it well yeah, like, i'm gonna get into that in a second <laughs> so basically i knew a lot about like the the way that the game is structured and the design already so i went into it with that information yeah but basically how to describe it so it's it's like a, almost like a bullet hell twin stick shooter but it's not a twin stick shooter in the sense that your character automatically attacks the only mm-hmm. thing you do is move your character around and choose upgrades is it so like a, a bullet hell diablo kind of thing 
No, not like Diablo. No, I, I can now that it's less shit happening on the screen. I can envision so, what this place like. So yeah. basically, I'll, I'll talk about what uh, probably the easiest way to explain it is talk about what like a round, a run is. So you choose your character. You'll choose a stage. You unlock more. But let's say you choose character, choose a stage, and then basically <laughs> the objective is to survive for thirty minutes. Okay. So each run is generally a maximum of thirty minutes. Some levels are like shorter, but and you as I mentioned, you only move your character around. They auto attack. You kill waves of enemies, and most of them will drop XP. And you pick up that XP, you level your character up. Uh-huh. And each level, you choose a new upgrade. So that could be a weapon or an ability. And there's a maximum that you can collect in one run. But the genius starts to come in when the fact that next time you level up, you can choose to upgrade the existing ability and weapons you've got or gain a new one. And so that basically, that's the loop for, and you basically go through waves of enemies, get harder and harder and harder. There's boss enemies that will drop chests that give you those upgrades as well. So mm-hmm. the it's got a really, really addictive um, kind of hook to it. Um, and then when you survive 30 minutes, the green bull, Grim Reaper will come and just kill you, but that's basically you surviving. That's basically mm-hmm. the, the run finished. Mm-hmm. And... Look, it's not the first game of its type, but it's the one that's obviously struck a chord. There, there have been other games like this before. I think there's one called um, Magic Survivor that's a mobile game. I tried and I didn't, wasn't a big fan. Interesting, this game is not on mobile, which you'd think you'd expect, but it's only on, on PC at the moment. Is it a roguelite? Roguelike? So I, I've got my note here. So some people call this game a roguelite. I think that is a massive misnomer because to me, this is like, would you call Gallagher a roguelite? No. Exactly. No. Like this game is doesn't have procedural generation. Oh, okay. When you choose the web, the levels aren't randomly generated. The enemies aren't randomly generated. The same waves of enemies will appear at the same time. So well, let's say at five minutes, the same enemies will appear that in every run. Um, mm. You can do there are modifiers you can add and stuff. But to me, the only roguelite element is the um, the fact that you know your character will die eventually or whatever. But then that's every game. That's why I mentioned Gallagher. Like Gallagher has set enemy patterns and things yeah. like that, right? Um, but the overarch, the thing with this is the, as you mentioned, Mike, the upgrades are randomized. But random isn't the only element a roguelite needs. You mm. know, like to me, procedural generation is a massive part of a roguelite. Um, but anyway, like that's that is what it is. I think this game is just. I'll I'll sing about it this week. So, Indigo, you'd probably know this. There's a there's a music YouTuber known, named Rick Beato. Yeah, and he has this series called What Makes This Song Great. Hmm. This is the kind of game that you could do. What makes this game great? We <laughs> break down all the elements because when you look at this game and on the surface. It doesn't look like that much, although obviously it looks insane in the B-roll at the moment. But it's that genius design. It's not. It's the fact that the way that the the weapons work and the way you upgrade them, like it starts. You start to understand. You're like, oh man, when it clicks, because certain combinations of weapons and and passive abilities you unlock will give you like evolutions to crazy new weapons in that same run. So you're like, mm. okay, I know I need to, to get the whip and this like heart upgrade, and then I can get the crazy whip evolution that will steal health from enemies. And it's that like meta game. It's like that's where it, the fun is, I think, in this. And it's almost like a dopamine simulator. Like you're <laughs> constantly picking up stuff. The music that plays when you open a chest is just really cool. I, I recommend, highly recommend this game to anyone. I think it is the kind of game that is like has a wide wide appeal and it's just a game to sit back and chill with as much as it looks crazy the idea is that you kind of just it, it is a game you can literally just play with with 
like the arrow keys or with a mouse you know it's so so simple straightforward so i i think it's a great game vampire survivors cool. yeah i might give, give it, it a try a can, yeah, I, can so. I just say that's a good segment to steal we should just uh you know we've always <laughs> wanted to just make a more of a long form video what makes this great what makes this game great thanks yeah. Beato. <laughs> that is a good i like that idea that's a good idea yeah i might check that game out that looks pretty cool actually it looks pretty insane cool all right, let's jump into the news. And uh, what might we have missed in the last week's show? Well, certainly we didn't miss all the big headlines coming out of last week's PlayStation State of Play. First up, Resident Evil 4. So the official revealing of the worst kept secret in gaming. Coming 24th of March, 2023 on PC, PS5, Xbox Series X. I am super excited about this. How, how did you guys feel when this came up? You want to go first, Winnie? Oh, look, I was just glad that they finally announced it. Um, you know, I know that they had to let the room... The, they let... The, sorry, the air breathe or whatever from the Resident Evil 3 remake. You know, that game is still fairly new in the scope of things. But everyone knew this game was happening. Um, I... I, they did obviously they showed some footage it was age restricted so I didn't put it as a b-roll unfortunately mm. but it was <laughs> yeah I I know that they haven't showed like a good long piece of gameplay or anything but I don't know something about the style just feels it's so much more grim dark yeah it looks original. really different really yes, different I don't know how I feel about that because the original Resident Evil 4 is very cheesy in in mm. many elements it's scary but it's also very corny as well. And that's why a lot of people love, especially when you get in the latter half of that game. But look, I'm sure it will play really well, and I think that's what people really want because uh, God knows you can play the normal Resident Evil Four any in, on any platform at this point. So. Well, I still haven't played Resident Evil Four, and I want to play it, but now I'm like so uncertain what I should do. I feel like should I try to play it on the Oculus because that's that Resident Evil Four that that's like Re- Resident Evil Four remade just for Oculus, but it's the original game. Like with a few censorship things that they did, and not much else in terms of change-wise. But Could I don't be know. Interesting. Mm. I grabbed. I mean, I, cl- I clocked it ages ago on GameCube. Actually, I bought. A we need a cloth just, tally at this point. Just to, yeah, that's uh, the word of the podcast. Been said like five times. That's the word of the podcast. I like it. <laughs> well, if I clock the games, I clock the yeah, games. He's, uh, see, he's a clocker. I'm. I'm. A, I'm not always a clocker. There's a ton of games that I start and don't finish. He likes but the clock. What can he say? Good games like Resident Evil Four. I, I clocked it, baby. I clocked it. I like the <laughs> he likes clocking. the clock. He likes to I'm get around town and clock. About it, clock in this game. Clock in that game. If a man game. likes to clock, a man's got a clock. You know what he's gonna yeah. do about it? <laughs> when the man's got a clock, he's got a clock straight he's away. He's got a clock. <laughs> Ain't no stopping a man from clocking. <laughs> so, I, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of the Resident Evil games. I've played every single Resident Evil game since the original Resident Evil. Really, five and, and six. Did you clock uh, them? Yep. I didn't clock them, but I have played uh, them. Oh, no, sorry. I clocked five. Didn't clock six, but I clocked five. Yeah. Absolutely did. So Resident Evil 4 is one of my favorites <laughs> still. It, it, although although I started playing it again on Switch. Resident Evil 4 is your favorite? No, no. It's amongst my favorite. Oh, okay. it's, it's one of my favorite ones. But I have to admit that by today's standards and because I personally love where the series has gone. I love, for example, where it's gone into the first-person perspective now. Mm. I, I love that format. I think it works really, really well. Um, but from an evolutionary perspective, it it feels a little clunky now playing Resident Evil Four. And if you have, if you played it on on 
the way it plays on Switch or the way it plays in the original control schemes, it, it's a little clunky. And it's part of the way the game handles. And I know you get into it and it's perfectly fine. But I've been spoiled with more recent series that just feel a little bit more fluid. Um, but in any case, I'm actually kind of looking forward to this. I don't think I'll buy day one because, again, I've played the original. I <clears throat> clocked the original that I don't know if it's worth you know, spending the big bucks to do it again if it's basically the same game, yeah. just new graphics and shit. But in saying all that, if you look at a game, and I keep thinking about this, if you look at a game like uh, Demon's Souls, that was a remake. I played the original. I clocked the original. Uh, you know, it's the same freaking game. It even uses the same physics and everything. Yet, whatever, man, it's an awesome game. So worth playing through it again. And I don't regret spending full bucks yeah. on that game because it's a fantastic game. So we'll see. We'll see when this comes out. The, the thing that I find with Resident Evil games is they tend to drop in price relatively quickly. And a lot of the That's Resident true. Evil games now... So, for example, the Resident Evil 2 re- remake and Resident Evil 3 remake, you can get them very often for 20-something bucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, probably not worth getting it at launch unless you're desperate to play this game. It's going to go down in price just like every single other game in the series. What an exciting take, Mike. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Well, I am kind of excited about this. I love Resident Evil games. I can't wait to buy for 20 bucks. Yeah, (laughs) true to its budget form. Uh, No, look, I'm looking forward to it. I think I will try to get the Oculus one first and play through that. And then, as you said, Mike, you know, it will go down in price for Resident Evil 4 for sure. It will. I probably want to play Resident Evil 2 remake before it anyway, for whatever reason. That's that's really good. I haven't finished that yet. I actually Mm. want to get back into it. It's a really good game. And in a bumper pack uh, state of play, they also announced well not announced but had more information about street fighter 6 which was pretty cool uh and a whole host of news came out post the the mm-hmm. announcements as well so um it, it had gameplay in in the state of play also they've got like a whole new range of features like the drive gauge and the one that really interests me is you can use classic controls but there's also a new simple control option yay which for idiots but like me weirdly enough means that you can't do all the moves that the character is able to do using the, the uh, simple mm-hmm. controls but it's a bit more like i and i think it's very clumsy but a little bit more like smash brothers is what people are calling it there's like literally a, bu- a button to do a hadouken for ryu so it's gonna be kind of interesting it is gonna be cross play as well as they've already confirmed that just like with street fighter 5 it's got rollback net code which, you know, pretty poor netcode on Street Fighter Five. I'm very hopeful it's going to be improved for Street Fighter Six. Uh, most of the roster seems to be have already leaked. I haven't seen that. Have you actually seen what the leak is, Swinny? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah and, Can't control yourself. Uh, no, look, it's, it was everywhere. And I haven't also, seen it. it. Well, you, you're, you're not like me. You're not compulsive checking the news and Correct. gaming every single like hour or something. But no, but it's it's not a mainstream news. They haven't gone. Here's the roster on the mainstream. Well, when news. you see when you have all YouTube recommended channels pop up like the screenshots in the thumbnail, like it's hard to avoid it for mm. if you're watching that stuff. But I yeah, so they they all pretty much all leaked. Although we don't know 100 percent if it's all of it. Um, but they, we also had. Um, Guile announced at the Summer Game Fest as well. So mm. since the State of Play announcement, they've also shown that off. But I, with the, yeah, I'm I'm super pumped for this. Obviously, they skipped, um, at the time, you know, I didn't have a, a PlayStation 4. 
Um, so I didn't, you know, have access to play Street Fighter V, but I did quite enjoy Street Fighter IV. So I'm really looking forward to this. I think it looks fantastic. With the simple control um, option, I think that's a fantastic way to get new players into the game yeah, um, and just have fun. Like, they, I remember playing a lot of Capcom versus SNK2 on GameCube. Um, Joe Jive's, uh, uh, you know, spent a lot of time playing that with him as well. And they had a similar thing where you could do a lot of the supers with the C-Stick. So that it basically evolved into a smash, almost like a Smash Brothers style that, yeah. with that game as well. Um, and there's been some other games that are fighting games that have tried it as well. So I think that's it's it's the way to do it to get people in and basically say, okay, if you want to get more advanced and you want to have access to all your light, medium, heavy uh, options, um, you know, you got to jump to the the standard or classic control scheme. But yeah, I think this looks fantastic. And what a like when I saw them show this, because all we saw before was just like a little teaser. Yeah. Um, with Ryu and Luke. And it was really and cinematic as well, the way that they. Yeah, did. that's all it was. And they just, it was like a bombshell. This state of play, like just these two alone would have made it massive it was a killer. if they had more to show. So yeah. It was so much better than the Summer Game Fest <laughs> opening, the state of play. This, this is one of the best presentations I've probably seen. Yeah, that's how good it was. Yeah, I think this is like one of the best state of plays from Sony ever, in my view. I was shocked that people didn't lord this day to play even more um and it's interesting as well because you know we'll talk about it soon but there were some announcements in summer games first it felt like they could have pushed it into this state of play and made it absolutely but ba- like banger banger but um yeah the game's coming out next year 2023 pc ps4 ps5 and xbox series x interesting that they skipped xbox one i wonder if there's some kind of weird agreement ex- exclusivity that they've signed capcom with Sony, you know, so that they were restricting it from Xbox One or something. But, um, yeah, no, it's going to be cool. I think this is a, this definitely a game that we could end up picking up, Swinney, and playing definitely. against each other. It just, like, I'm going to just hold off because Street Fighter V launched so poorly, and Capcom can be pretty bad at that stuff, so... Well, yeah. one thing we didn't mention, like, this seems like it's got a pretty crazy single-player mode as well. Um, well, yeah, we didn't talk about that. Like a, World Tour, that's right. Yeah, it has yeah, a ca- really cool, your character yeah. running around in like a third-person environment. Like, really interesting stuff. It's like a it, it looks crazy. I was like, that's the bit that when I was watching the trailer live or like, you know, on replay without knowing anything about it, I was like, what the fuck is this part? Of, is this Street Fighter still? <laughs> like, what am I watching? It's very unusual. I'm going to be really keen mm. to check that out. And Swinny, you would have been happy about this uh, next one? Yeah, so we got the next massive trailer um, and a release window for Final Fantasy 16. So this is, people have been wanting an update on this for so long and I think people were so disappointed when um, we didn't get an update much uh, from Square Enix at all in the last 12 months. And I know that the game did see a bit of internal delay. Um, but basically this new trailer, it showed off a lot of gameplay, showed off some of the the UI, whether or not it's final or not, we don't know as well as a lot of characters and, and the icons, which are like the summons and, and a lot of their the, the characters are basically connected to them and everything like that. But um, we've also, there's been a lot of discussion around the combat. So, so far what they've shown is very much looks like it's a single character game. We don't know 100% if that's the case, um, but all sides are pointing to that. Um, it's also a lot of people are kind of look, saying the combat looks a lot closer to than ever to something like Devil May Cry. It doesn't look like anything like Final Fantasy VII mm. Remake. Um, it looks more like an evolution of Final Fantasy XV than anything else, which makes sense, obviously, the next century. But the combat director of this game is actually the com- uh, worked on the combat systems for Devil May Cry and Dragon's Dogma and 
Monster Hunter World and spend a lot of time in Capcom working on fighting games as well. So, I mean, they've got the right kind of person if they're going to do this. Um, I, you know, a lot of people obviously not a big fan of the action direction that Final Fantasy is going, but it is what it is. Like, you can, you know, I'm, I would love another turn-based game, but if this is the direction they're going, they've got the right person to do it, so... Well, I thought this was going to be a bit more like a traditional Final Fantasy, but maybe that was just the setting. No, I mean, yeah, the setting, in the first trailer they ever showed, it was clear that it was very much an action RPG. Yeah. So. It looked yeah. very action yeah. Mm. Which, I mean, one of my favourite games of all time is still Final Fantasy VII, that is turn-based, but this has a single protagonist. And you guys know me, I prefer the games with a single protagonist, so... <laughs> Actually, looking forward to this one. It's one of your defining features. It's weird. It is. I just have, I don't know why. I just that's why Dragon Age and stuff. I can never really get into it properly. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Fair enough. And the what other about... big um, discussion in the state of play was around PSVR two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we saw Horizon Breath of the Wild. I mean, Call of the Wild. <laughs> um, so that looks. I don't know. Like, can we just talk about this game a little bit? It just doesn't look fun to me it looks like one of those vr games that people go oh wow look at that oh wow look at this yeah you know what i mean like just showing off the kind of quote-unquote promise of vr but it doesn't look compelling at all to me like mike you are the biggest fan of vr on the podcast play many hours on (laughs) vr on all your sets that you have sure yeah look yeah it doesn't really compel me either i Mm. i'm yeah i'm not I, it's not that I'm not into VR anymore. It's just that it, yeah. After Alex, which I still haven't finished, I I don't know. I'm I'm gonna reserve my judgment till it actually comes out, and you can see what kind of gameplay it has, um, how it feels. At the moment, I, yeah, I don't know. Like for example, if you look at a game like Skyrim in VR, I actually thought that was solid. It was great. It was actually a bit hard to keep playing it just because it's so immersive and it it's taxing if that makes sense but what was awesome about that game is it was basically the actual skyrim experience in vr so you were free to move around do things whereas a lot of these vr games feel a little bit like they're on rails like you're kind of just playing what the path you're supposed to take and you're just interacting with the environment in that mm. sense but i don't know i'm reserving my judgment it could could end up being really cool how are you? I, it looks good. I think this looks awesome. Mm. Um, now, I say that as someone that has had zero experience with VR, but I think I'm the kind of person that this game needs to draw in. And in terms of it feeling like an on-rails tech demo of sorts, the PSVR st- two ne- still needs that. Now, we know the first PlayStation VR did sell a lot, but there's still VR's not where it needed, needs to be in terms of being like a mainstream thing just yet. And I think this is mm. the kind of game you do still need, unfortunately, to kind of draw people in where, especially when you're dealing with a lot of games that have free movement options that can be a bit tough for, for new people and cause um, like, you know, motion sickness and things. I still think you need these. If it is an on-rails game, you still need those things. But mm. I understand where you're coming from, I but I think it looks cool, so... It's interesting because, like, Oculus Quest 2 is by far the most successful headset ever, right? By a country mile. They've just announced it's like, you know, it's sold well over 10 million uh, units so far. But then at the same time, you know, in that period of time, the PlayStation 5 sold like double. And that's completely su- supply constrained, right? PSVR, I think, is about 5 million, they say. 
it's never officially, I think, had numbers for a long period of time, but ballpark maybe five, and then pretty much every other headset is combined maybe around five. So it's true. It's like VR is just absolutely not mainstream. And, you know, going back to Half-Life Alex, if, man, if that's on PSVR 2, I'll probably just buy it again. <laughs> but, you know, like, and it, it's so funny you said that, Mike, because I was thinking about Half-Life Alex a lot recently. And, like, I feel like if I play that, it would retrospectively be the game of the year for me in that year. Hmm. But it's almost too intense. Like, I remember playing it one, the final session I played it, I played it for like an hour and a half straight. And when I got out, like I got out of the game, right? Because I felt like I was in the game. I was like yeah. sweating and everything. It's super intense. I was like, man. oh yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah. It's like I've been teleported, man. But I don't know if I really want that, honestly. Like it sounds insane, but it's it's seriously insane, the game. And it's such a well-made game and super intense and super immersive, but... Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if I need that in my life. It's too real. There's too much <laughs> shit going on. Too much intensity as is, yeah. But having said that, like a, a game that I think was always crazy with PSVR 1 was uh, Resident Evil 7. And it seems like mm. Capcom are doing the same thing again. PSVR 2 seems it's going to have a full. Like, I, is this 100% confirmed? Because it wasn't really super clear to me. It's going to be yeah. like full PSVR 2 Resident Evil Village, yeah? Well, they said that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Like, yeah. I'm sure maybe they might have changes, but... And this, like, we were talking about this a while back. I don't know if it was a special PSVR 2 segment, but I was basically saying they need to do this. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm, I'm so happy they did, and I'm, I'm, I will never play it, but I'm just saying... You'll play it. If we get 1,000 subscribers, <laughs> you'll play it. But no, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> this is what they need to do to drag people in. Half-Life yeah. Alex would obviously be amazing, but I know that Resident Evil 7 was one of the big draws. Fantastic. I almost PCR. regret playing it on PC now. Half-Life Alex? No, with Village. I regret playing Village on oh. it because it's the same as Resident Evil 7. I played it, <clears throat> clocked it, and then when they released the VR version, I'm like, ah, do I really want to play through all that again? Yeah, do you want to clock it again? I kind of do actually want to play through all that again now. <laughs> I just can't be bothered setting up my PSVR because it's it's... Too it's many too many cables. We've spoken about this before. That's the biggest drawback. But Resident Evil Village would be sick in VR. So and, many and cool bits in it. PSVR 2, I'm super keen. Like, I did think it was going to come out this year, but it's obvious that it's not. But it does sound like it will be probably at the latest, maybe halfway through next year, you reckon? Just the way I, that things are shaping up? Yeah, I mean, I could see them doing like a March, April. but um, That's my gut feel, that yeah. it'd be like a March, April, but... It couldn't be much longer than June-ish, I would say. No, it's been about it for far too long. Yeah, yeah. But it, look, if I think it's all going to be about the price point. Like in Australia, a PS5 is 750 Australian dollar dues, right? The PSVR 2, I don't think it can be much more than 499 man, honestly. I don't think it will Cause be. Because the Quest. Yeah. but didn't The they, Quest didn't has ruined everything. It's so it has cheap. absolutely everything. But uh, the... But, they Sorry, said it the, was going to be cheap, didn't they? Sorry, that's funny. I was going to say, but the, the average person walking into EB Games, I don't think they're probably comparing price to Quest 2. I know what you're saying, but I think that they will see the shelf, mm. the price on the shelf. So I don't know if that's a, Is that like... Obviously for us, that is something we consider, but I don't know for the average person. I, I just know. don't think it will move units if it's like seven forty nine. Like Because that was like it's a PSVR, high, right? Yeah. PSVR was the same price as the PS4. It was no, like, was it? I don't, I yeah, don't know, yeah, it was. It, it yeah, was yeah. always what, three ninety nine or something? No, nah, it was like four hundred and something in Australia. It was super memory. expensive. Yeah, it was crazy. I can't remember now. 
Yeah. I bought it for cheap because it always went on special, but mm. of course you did, Mike. But, but yeah, honestly, Ma- it wasn't worth it because I don't use it enough now. But Mike, <laughs> if, it, if it released and it was like 600, would you get it? PSVR 2? Mm. Of course you would get it. <laughs> really? Mm. Shit. This is Mike. You just... No, I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would. Hey, hold off playing I, I Resident Evil 4 for a few years. I just didn't have... <laughs> Go buy a PlayStation. Can well, we please just remember this time, this thing you said now? Because he'll just... He'll pick that up. The yeah, first probably. Look, we'll we'll see. <laughs> no, it's just that I was... I was... I, I was really keen on the Oculus, regardless the Oculus of the Facebook awesome. thing. It was a fantastic device yeah. for the price. The, the problem thing. is, maybe it's a, it's a glass thing. I don't know what it is. It had really, really bad God rays for me. And I looked into it and there were, you know, different versions of the lenses and stuff like that that we, people spoke about. I just couldn't fix that. I couldn't fix that one issue. And I remember the original one never had that. It had other drawbacks, but mm. it just never had that problem. And I enjoyed using it more. So it's it's things like that where I go, I'd love to, but then I know I'm going to spend 600 bucks and then be annoyed at the fact that I can't use it properly or something. Or that it's like got a that. cable. My eyes are stupid. And I feel deaf. like the cable is going to be massive for the v- PSVR 2. Like it's going to be a make or break thing, that cable. That was honestly, that was the breaking thing for me for, for or the original PSVR. Too many bloody cables. That's why Oculus yeah, well, was awesome. At least just one cable done. It's one cable PC, though, no to problem. be fair. It's one cable yeah. that goes straight to the front, you'd imagine. Yeah, but even but though it's one cable, it's like, well, yeah, yeah, the new one. But the original was a pain, and yeah, it's still it's way too much. I just can't be bothered setting it up because it's just too many things that I have to remember. I got to plug this into this and this into this, and you just give up. And how about you, Sweeney? Would you pick up the PSVR too? You haven't got any VR gear. If I'm ever going to pick up a VR thing, then I'll probably pick PSVR two yeah. would be the one. Mm. But uh, but I'll wait to see on what kind of games uh, become available. It wouldn't be something I pick up right away. So. Mm. Okay, and price? Any sensitivity there? You you're also like. If it was seven four nine, it wouldn't be no, too he's crazy. Rich. He doesn't care. Oh, I don't know. It's it's a, see how I feel at the time, honestly. Okay, interesting. Well, I don't know why I'm the most price sensitive with this thing. I just think. Yeah, no, you're the richest out of all of <laughs> us it, by far, and you're the most price. That's, that's why you're rich. True. That's not that's true. That's why rich because no, you're stingy. I just think if it's the Oculus Quest, it's got a battery in it. <laughs> that's the kind of thing you bring up on a fucking podcast. <laughs> I, I just think it's not true, but. <laughs> If, if you got the Oculus right, it's got a CPU on it. It's got a battery. It's got like way more tech and gear in it. Like I just don't know how they'd be able to justify it. This oh, thing doesn't right. need a battery or anything. I don't know if it has a battery. I don't know why it would, but because it's got a cable running to it. So it's, it's Sony. They can justify. <laughs> but yeah, well, they, stream, maybe stream. maybe because they can try to stream to it instead of for certain things, or I don't know. No, no, it's got the cable. There's no there's no streaming or anything. Uh. So yeah, look, I'm. But, I'm, I'm I'm going to be super interested. If it's like, if it's cheap, actually, that would be super interesting. Then I would probably get If it was like $3.99 or $3.49, oh, yeah. damn, that would be yeah. crazy. If it undercut the Oculus Quest, that would be sick. I'd be super keen for that. Uh, so other things that were in the Prezo, the Callisto Protocol. Mike, you'd be happy about that. We talked about that a little bit earlier. to the, yeah, that looks really, really good. Finally saw some proper mm. gameplay and it looks damn awesome. I, lo- I love, because obviously it's made by the same... Well, the 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 main is he producer on it now? Director? What what is he on on this well, one? It's the head the head dude uh, behind the it. The head yeah, dude behind I'm... the Callisto Protocol. Same head Schofield dude that was yeah. yeah, Glenn Schofield. That dude. Uh, same dude that was behind uh, Dead Space, which was mm-hmm. a fantastic game, and but a whole bunch of other see... stuff, by the way. Like uh, yeah, of lots course, of but... uh, Call of Duty games and everything. To make the direct comparison with the Callisto Protocol, I'll refer to Dead Space. Uh, it was. You can still see some of the elements in this. <laughs> Boom! Because you've got, you know, you've got, you've got. Well, one cool thing about Dead Space to those that that uh, 
haven't played it, um, is a lot of the interfaces actually in the game. So you don't have a health bar per se. What's the word that you like? Diegetic interface. Let's say it all. Diegetic interface, (laughs) kids. With a ball moving like (laughs) this. Uh, and that diegetic interface, my God, I totally forgot that term now, even though I covered it, is is, <laughs> is freaking awesome. It's so much so much cooler for immersion. Yeah. And you can see them applying the same principles in the Callista Protocol. And I think it's going to be sick. So. Man, they must be like, when they announced the Dead Space remake, they must be like, God damn it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Stealing well, a lunch. I, I, reckon, I think it's a good thing. I think it Son gets more I. like... Yeah, fair enough. Because I, I, I think people talk about Dead Space Remake and then we'll bring up the Callisto Protocol. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's... A, and it's good that they're coming out first. Because people maybe who play Dead Space Remake will go... Eh. Are they coming out first? I can't remember when... Well, Callisto Protocol is coming out this year. So. I hope so. It? Oh, it makes much more sense to come out first. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, and I'm I, like I said at the start, I think it's like one month apart as long, as far as it's scheduled right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dead Space Remake. I'm just checking it quickly. Uh, uh, we also uh, had the... Yeah, December. December 22 for Callisto Protocol. Okay. Cool. Um, and we also had the announcement of the Spider-Man games coming to PC, which is oh. crazy. Well, I thought, yeah, this really blew me away, man. It's like... I knew that like Sony's pushing into PC. That's obvious from their financials, but they're taking like the biggest franchises, God of War and Spider-Man. Spider-Man has sold like insane numbers. So Spider-Man Remastered and Spider-Man Miles Morales are both coming to PC. Is there nothing they're not going to hold back on? Hmm. I like it, man. I think it's cool. Yeah, same. Why not? What did you say, Sweeney? I missed it. It's a good old Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan, yeah. Big old Jack. We we talked about Big old pumpkin head. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah it was last episode, but it was two weeks ago. Yeah, obviously their approach to all that is uh, ramping up very fast, which we'll talk about in the next segment as well. So, And, you know, like my crazy idea about like the Steam Deck, working with Sony, all that stuff, it's almost not officially aligned or anything, but it's coming to some kind I mean, of fruition. Because yeah. people are like buying these games again to play it on Steam Deck. Like mm-hmm. people are buying God of War Full Freight again. Even though you can buy for like $10 on PS5, but they're buying the full version on PC just so they can play it on the Steam Deck. So why not? a lot of that money's going back to Sony. And the last thing I just want to mention is Stray is coming out day one on PS Plus second oh. tier and above. Oh, second tier and above. Damn so they already started doing this bullshit. I want to play as a cat. But like, cat. that's oh, coming God. out really soon, right? Stray? Well, it was delayed. So the game was not... It was close to finished anywhere i think so yeah but i think it's coming out in july or something from, yeah yeah from memory cool. just 19th of july yeah. so barely because in australia we're not getting the ps plus upgrade until late june from memory we're like the last region mm. so yeah anyway so if you're on the second tier above, you'll get that free as part of that subscription on day one awesome. all right let's go to our first bit of news from key three announcements stick into it uh, after months of rumors and leaks, Sony finally lifted the veil on The Last of Us remake named The Last of Us Part 1. The remake was first reported by Bloomberg in April last year, covered by us on episode 39, He Must Be Single, <laughs> was developed by uh, Visual Arts Service Group before switching to Naughty Dog. The trailer and listing leaked just prior to the official reveal as the closer of Summer Game Fest. So it's coming out on the 2nd of September 2022 for PS5, 
with a PC release coming later. Mm. It's going to be a ground-up remake, including gameplay and accessibility features, and will include left-behind DLC content, won't include factions, multiplayer mode, which is going to be a completely separate game now. How do we feel about this, Sweeney, as the person who's, you know, shamefully not played Last of Us? I... Part one. Part one, mind you. Where's my shame bell? We, uh, look, we've talked about this before. Um, it is, it's weird from a, like a gamer perspective to, to hear that this game is being remade. From a business standpoint, 100% makes sense, right? This is a great money move. But the fact that the game still looked pretty pretty damn nice with the remastered version especially that came out of ps4 it is a strange thing to remake a game that soon but look i haven't played this game i haven't played number two so i can't comment on on my experiences there but it's uh i mean it's gonna make them a lot of money it I is argue probably that. so someone that has played the game and clocked it you clocked, it would be me. have you clocked last of us part one and part two yeah i Clock both of them. I didn't. I didn't clock the remake of it. I think I probably got about halfway or three quarters of the way or something through the re- the remaster. Remaster. God, he's mixing those up. Um, but the very original one when I played it, yes, absolutely clocked it. And I also clocked the DLC and loved the game. It's one of my favorite games of all time. But I have to agree. I don't see the need to do a remake so soon. It still looks pretty damn good. Um, in in its remastered version that you can you can already play, and look the actual clips and we'll talk about them in a sec look fantastic in terms of the comparisons between the two and how much they've upgraded the graphics and stuff. It's just I feel it's too soon. It's way too soon. However, one advantage is people that haven't played it, so yourself for example, Swinney, is you can play them in order now and. They're well, going to sort of feel like a seamless experience. I but, already own remastered, so I'm not going to go and spend 120 dollars so on buy this game. One. It's interesting, yeah. Like, and if people oh. haven't bothered to get, and, it, and they're fairly cheap games, so by, oh, by cheap. now, so I feel like who is it, who is it really for? A lot of the fans that I'm I'm seeing online aren't jumping for joy, saying, "Oh my god, this is exactly what we needed." Uh, at the same time, I also feel that maybe the resources, and I know potentially remaking a game isn't going to be as difficult as starting one from complete scratch, but I feel like you still use those resources that you could be using towards a part three, for example. So I'm really struggling to see exactly who this game is for. And I know it's, it sounds like it's going to be a cash cow, but from what I'm seeing around the community, I don't know if a lot of people are going to jump to buy this game, especially at, because it's, it's a full, full price game. So I'm hearing yeah. that it's what, 125 bucks Australian. <laughs> RRP, I know, it's fucking but, insane. I mean, I, I know and that it, it's like what Swinney like says, you genuinely can get it for like $10 yeah. in Australia. It's the not remastered version. Great, but... Yeah, so, but dude, so is look, it a $110 I'm... difference? I don't think so. I don't, well, it depends. It's... If you haven't played it before, sure. I think it's worth the 125 bucks, bucks as an experience. No I think way. it is. How could you because say that? And then on the other hand, say, wait if you to play Final, right, if wait you to play Resident Evil 4 for a couple of years for when it's like 20 bucks instead of 80 bucks on release. It makes well, no sense. No, no, but I'm saying if, you, if you're comparing the two, no, I'm not saying get a, get a day one, but I'm saying if you desperately really want to play this game now because you hyped play into the it and everything. Should you play the remaster? Should you play the new one? I don't know. I, I reckon if you've never played the game, play the best possible version of the game that you can. Is what I would do. Is it worth 125 bucks? I don't. I don't know. Like it. It depends who you are, whether you played it or not. There's a lot of different 
different things. But anyway, point is, I don't, I don't know if it makes sense to me that something like this is remastered so soon. It really doesn't. It made sense for a game like Demon Souls because that is fairly outdated in terms of the way it looks. Thirty frames a second. Yeah, there's a lot of upgrades that they made, and I think it was absolutely worth it. And that was a phenomenal game. Um, this one, I think, is still going to be a phenomenal game. Don't get me wrong, because the original was. I, unless they screw something up majorly, it can't not be an amazing game, um, especially for people that haven't played it. Fantastic. It's, it's just such a cool experience. Um, I just, I don't know. I think it's too soon. Can I just say, like, it, one thing about it, and it, look, I've got to say it carefully because I think it's unfair, like a literally unfair comment I'm going to make. But it does kind of have the vibes of George Lucas and the special edition trilogy, right? Now, I don't expect it to, like, and, you know, I'll show you some comparisons as we're, like, chatting. Yeah. I don't think it's, like, it looks horrible. It's not like they've done the CG and it's like, oh, shit, it looks bad, right? I'm not saying that. But it's just that the, the original game is held in a certain regard. Even the PS3 version of that of The Last of Us. People were like, it looks amazing, even today. If you can get a good, clean image from the PS3, it still looks unreal. It looks freaking awesome, right? And that's where, for me, it just feels weird. It's like, you've created something that's awesome. You just don't need to muck around with it. You don't have to play with it. And it just gives me that vibe a little bit where it's like, why are you playing with this, man? You've, you've got this, like, a beautiful thing and you're like remaking it. It's like remaking The Godfather because you want to have a Blade better... Runner or something. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, I don't fucking get it. I like, mm. the, now like putting a business cap on, like there's a couple of things. There's the, the TV show coming out. So you've got like a game that's like $10 in the store, right? People like go, oh man, this TV show is awesome. I'm going to play the game. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, buy a $10 game because that's how much the remastered one. And yeah. even Last of Us Part 2 is like 20 bucks in Australia. It's mm. nothing. Right, so they're getting like what thirty dollars for those games versus I bet the TV show when it comes out it'll be around the time that you know the game is still going to be a hundred dollars the PS Five version and people it's going to be more prominent it's going to be on the store. The other part of it is I wonder, hey, we're going to take Last of Us remastered and put it onto PC. How much is that going to cost us? Because who knows how that's been built, right? Versus building a game from scratch. That's built for PC and for PS5, very similar architecture overall. And, you know, put it up and, you know, like it actually, when you look at the dollars, it's like, hey, it's going to cost us millions to try to port this to PC. We could, you know, spend a little bit more and get a brand new version of it. Like that's how business people yeah, look yeah, at I it, right? Yeah, I can kind of see it from a business perspective. But yeah. it just feels wrong. I don't know, man. This is like, to me, honestly, the most egregious cases of these remakes I've ever seen. And just like a, Sweeney, what like yeah, I want you to I want to hear your thoughts on it as well. Well, just uh, I just wanted to mention as well. So with the comparisons between the remastered version and and this remake, obviously there's been a lot on the internet about this, and a lot of it is very justified. People like I don't like the art style to me almost looks better in some of the shots of the other one. But what I think people need to remember is a lot of those comparisons are with cutscenes, and the cutscenes in the original and the remaster are actually pre-rendered. So it's not a direct versus this, the new one where it's actually rendered in real time. So I've actually seen tweets from people that have are behind the scenes on the game that have said that, look, when you see direct gameplay 
comparisons, you will really notice a difference. And there's there are some screenshots. Sure, yeah. I think of I forget what they're named, but the like the plant zombie things. Right, obviously I haven't played the game. Yeah, but zombies. There's like, and you've seen the, the comparison shots of that and and the re- remake. Like it looks incredibly better in in those screenshots. So I think that there's a lot of people out there spreading misinformation about the quality of the upgrade, whereas it is significant. But it doesn't obviously mean that, you know, like you could, there is there is an art style change there. You know, there's some people that do prefer the look of Joel in the original. There is, know, but so. I think that's that's to align it mostly with the characters in the second game. That is, that is, is my guess. Yeah, it's not yeah. so much because they wanted to completely change the art style. I think it's just because I, I remember Ellie in the original, she, you, she was kind of modeled on, well, it looked like she was modeled on Elliot, who used to be... Um, Don't dead name her him uh, you, you know you know who i mean yeah, yeah. And but that's true it was totally modeled off that person yeah it's it totally like was. it was like and shameless he, he complained modeled. about well not complained but i remember that you know he noticed it and went hey yeah. what the um and it was when i first played the game i thought it was actually modeled on on that person <laughs> as well and i'm playing it i'm like okay cool i thought you know it must have been an official thing that they did um clearly it wasn't so in the second one Obviously, as the character also matured, because in, in the second game, she's much older, um, her facial features were different, and they went away from that look that mm. the original had. So I can kind of see now, especially looking at the comparisons, that looks like the younger version of what the character looks like in the second game. Yeah. Um, which means, once again, if you play them back to back, I think you're going to have a much more cohesive experience um, going through that. So It but, sounds like it's Winnie, do you pretty... Feel like- Oh. Do you feel like it's necessary? That's like the biggest thing for me. Oh, 100% not. No, like, this, no, I don't think it is. like, to me, like, even the Demon's Souls remake, I think, was justified, but even that, still, you're remaking games from the PS3 generation. Like, to me, like, if you remake games, it, it kind of makes sense that, like, you remake older games because they're the ones that really need the upgrade in terms of technical and controls and, and gameplay. So it is weird to me. Definitely not necessary. Um, it's like, are they going to start remaking Uncharted Four next? You know, like it's just probably weird. You know, yeah. But I think, but it's so Demon Souls. They'd never touched the game before. It was Demon Souls on PS3, then Demon Souls on PS5. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas this is like yeah. you've got it not a remake. It. It's you've got the remaster. Now you've got mm. the remake. It's like mm-hmm. it just feels so egregious that got plenty of ways to play it already. Yeah. But and it, look, it's I'll so be... good the PS4 version. Like that's the thing I just it is yeah. It just doesn't click with me, man. It's it's I'm super unexcited to play this. I don't I feel like I'll never play this version of the game. Like But look, tell you what, if it was around the fifty dollar mark, let's say, it's a buy for me. I'd love to play through that game really again. No. Yeah, I... absolutely. I, it's such an awesome game that I'd be happy to play through it again at We're... that price point. We're also we're going to mention this in a second, but the fact that they've also admitted um, the multiplayer mode is yeah. it's kind of like it, you're getting the DLC, of course, but you're not getting the full experience of what the original mm. was as well. Um, but uh, so that seems a bit weird. But look, it makes sense because they, I mean, well, maybe we'll talk about it now. But that multiplayer yeah. title is was originally planned to be the multiplayer of Last of Us Two. Yes, that they and it got kind too of big. Then, yeah. yeah, and then they said, okay, well, let's make this its own thing. Um, so they just showed some concept art and Neil Druckmann at Summer Game Fest talked about it a little bit, um, but apparently will have its own story and characters and apparently be as big as a single-player game. So I don't I have no idea what he's referring to there in terms of just like the world sizes because it's a multiplayer game. So it's like, how do you compare the size of a multiplayer game versus a single-player game? It's really strange. Maps? 
But maybe it's some of the emergent gameplay in it and the structured story elements of the multiplayer game. I like see. I'm actually super excited about the multiplayer game. I feel like this is this is something where, as the studio, it's like that's something new that they're doing. Like I think it would have been brutal working through Last of Us Part mm. Two given the content of the game, and I feel like that multiplayer mode it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. But normally things get bigger and bigger and bigger because people are like got a lot of energy and they're like oh, energized and they've got ideas and they're throwing creative efforts into the mm. the game and then it became its own thing. So. Like, I'm really actually pumped about this multiplayer game. Um, did they ever promise it as part of Last of Us Part 2? Or was it sort of... They never said it was, like, going to have it, right? I've heard conflicting stuff because, okay. like, I, the only thing I've seen are just people commenting about it and you never trust that. Um, yeah. There are people like, oh, they said this would be part of number two. But, I mean, that game came out so long ago at this point. Like, if you were hoping that they will still adding that in, then, then you're you don't have hope, you know? Because, like, um, smartly, they haven't said anything about it, but for me, it seems obvious this is going to be a live service game. Yeah, well, it's one of those ones that uh, we talked about the rumoured titles um, last episode. Yeah. This, uh, your Twisted Metal and all that stuff. Like, this is 100% checking yeah. that live service box for Sony. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's uh, get one, into... One quick one, yeah, yeah, sorry, just before we jump on. Uh, Simon commented on our stream... And he said that uh, they changed the face of Peter Parker in the remastered Spider-Man on PS5. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Well, yeah, that's because that was going to align with Miles Morales as well. So, like, very similar okay. to what you're saying, Mike, in terms of, like, aligning the Just games. To align I played the, the remastered version, but it was weird, fine. Though. Like, I didn't have an issue with it. I thought it was also... I thought it was linking... Making more like the voice actor. I could be wrong, but... I I see, I remember people they... saying about that, but... I'm not sure. Is it, uh, yeah, Mike, do you remember? I think, did they change the voice actor in that game? Don't know. Didn't play it. Mm, okay. Yeah. Maybe don't bring these things up if you're not aware. No, but, <laughs> we, you know, our, our, fans, our fans are leaving us. Comp- yeah, exactly. I got you know. Hey, there's people saying stuff on... We have very few on, of them, so I got to cherish them. People saying stuff on Twitch as well. So there's like more than just uh, YouTube. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, they did see Simon's come back to us, and he has actually said that ah. they did change the voice actor. That's what I thought, and that's partly yeah why. Because I think the voice actor then is the same voice actor in Miles Morales as well. They wanted to get rid of the old voice actor. I didn't. Yeah, for whatever reason. Actually, that voice actor is also going to be in Midnight Suns. Is that what it's called, Swinny? The the Marvel game. Yeah. The tactical man, game. Look, just quickly, can I mention about it? That yeah. game just feels like it's getting off the wrong foot <laughs> in every regard. Like, it looks weird, it, man. I don't think that... I think it's a, very telling. A lot of people don't know what kind of game that is. It's not like an XCOM game. It's, like it's not an XCOM kind of game. No. Well, that's what I heard like, it is. It's strategy, but it like, uses a cards and stuff. I don't know. It's it's weird. Like I think they're holding off on showing Midnight that Suns. stuff. Yeah. yeah. That trailer, by the way, was weird as hell. With the Metallica song. And it was so weird the way they did it. It was just because you know how much of a fan of Metallica I am. Yeah. But I was like, this is, this feels like someone's year 12, you know, visual project or something. It was not quite right. So I think, it, really I think weird. the Call of Duty trailer also had Metallica. Hmm. I think. Oh, I skipped the Call of Duty Wait trailer. Wait, I think so. Flashback two I could be wrong, but I'm like, because I remember. Th- seeing that and being like wait there's two trailers with metallica songs that are both kind of like changed i think the mm. call of duty one had like a hip-hop element too i think it was for whom okay. the bell tolls or something oh no no it was something else but anyway it was i think that was also metallica. yeah and all it's gonna sorry all it's gonna mention is that spider-man in midnight suns is like the spider-man from 
Spider-Man Remastered and Miles Morales. Like, it's the okay. same voice Makes actor. Update and, the whole... Yeah, model and stuff like that. All right, uh, let's jump into the next piece of news, Mike. Yeah. So, uh, one of the brand new reveals at the Summer's Game Fest was a new Aliens game. This time an asymmetric squad shooter called Aliens Dark Descent. Now, it's from developer Tinderloss Interactive, um, and according to the Steam page and a few other things I've read, it's a squad-based single-player action game with, of course, like I said, an isometric twist. Um, However, at first I thought, hey, is this some sort of an XCOM-ish kind of game? And by the way, if you're watching the B-roll trailer, it's... Wait until the end when they actually show some a little bit of gameplay, and there is much more gameplay footage available in other parts, um, and you can actually check it out on the Steam page because it's available on Steam um, to look at already, and you can see what the game looks like. So at first, I thought it was going to be some sort of uh, XCOM-ish kind of game, and it still gives me that kind of XCOM vibes, but XCOM is not a real-time kind of combat game, right? It's turn-based. So I'd be really interested to see how this functions, and unfortunately, I have not been able to see proper gameplay anywhere so i don't know if it's if how it's going to handle um but i think a couple of really um you know some interesting things to to talk about um this gives me strong vibes of uh, a game that i played yonks ago when i still when i was still back at university um in the early 2000s it would have been um and it was a mod for unreal tournament tournament called alien swarm yeah um, and it was based on the Aliens franchise, but it was an unofficial mod just made by a bunch of people. Um, which, by the way, actually ended up getting taken over by Valve, if I'm not mistaken. And they hired all the people that worked on the original mod, which they've done with a bunch of other games. I think Counter-Strike was an example of that, where it was a mod and then they actually got hired to do the proper release of the game as well. Black Mesa, sort of? Um, yeah, stuff like that. Um, which is awesome, by the way, that Valve do that kind of stuff. I think it's fantastic. They're, they're, they're the complete opposite of Nintendo where they just block that shit down and sue <laughs> you to oblivion. They're not like, hey, this is really cool. Why don't you come work for us? Or which they'll take awesome. like uh, a fan, like a game like um, Nubacular Drop and turn that into Portal and stuff with King Swift, you know. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Really cool. I mean, as long as, as, yeah, which I think is really, really cool that they do that. And they did release the actual um, standalone game, which is has is pretty positive it's it's a lot of people think think of it quite highly um called alien swarm so they kept the same name but they didn't keep the alien franchise for obvious reasons because they couldn't use the alien franchise because so it, it's completely different aliens it's a completely different kind of thing um but it's the same people that worked on it but from what i remember they just ported it to the um to the valve what was it called the source engine i think it was called at the time mm-hmm. um so yes, so 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 back to this. Um, a, a couple of you know things that I think are quite quite cool about this, or at least it sounds like it's pretty cool, is you get to assemble um, a squad comprising of five different marines with different specializations, skills, etc. From my understanding, it's permadeath. So if one of your marines dies, they're dead, uh, which I think is quite interesting. It also talks about forging unique unique paths for survival in a persistent world. Um, so you uncover shortcuts, you create safe zones by setting up motion trackers, etc. So I wonder if it's a, if it's a fixed set map that you can kind of navigate through and, and you do different missions and different bits and pieces through each one. Um, the game itself looks pretty good. I looked at the, the history of the developer, um, Tenderless Interactive. There was nothing there that I think I've ever played before. They don't seem like a major studio, but the game itself actually looked really cool. Um, the effects looked awesome. It... To, to me, this is absolutely something that I, I, I'd want to play. Um, I'm just 
not sure what the gameplay and the combat's going to be like, given that it's real time and it's not quite XCOM. So I'm keen to to see how that turns out. But this I, is this is sorry, sweetie. This is something like I refuse to get excited about a game where it's like I have no idea what the gameplay is. It's all cinematic stuff. I know. I mean, Aliens, it's like... Yes. It's almost like, how can you F up Aliens? Well, you can. You know, if you don't show gameplay. Yeah, but that's the thing. They did show some gameplay. It's not much. They did, but it's very sort of... It's it's way too short. So they screwed up Aliens Colonial Marines. um, Well, I've never played that game. I don't know if it's bad, but... Well, we're also talking very different publishers and developers here as well. Uh, No, no, of course. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying uh, saying the community's expectations about an Aliens game, they've been burnt too many times. Yeah. Um, Aliens Fireteam Elite uh, maybe came out at the wrong time or something. It didn't get the greatest reviews either. Um, I, I've played... So, um, Alien Isolation. <laughs> I'm going to say this once more. I clocked that game. <laughs> I was Freaking waiting. awesome game. I loved it. It was a really oh, cool game. Yeah. Totally different game. Totally different game. But there was a game where people were hyped up, but it actually turned out to be really cool. And it's, it's yeah. probably my most memorable favorite survival horror game that I've ever played. It's just fantastic. They nailed the atmosphere so well in that game. Um, and then the, the thing is though, nothing has come. Well, probably this uh, alien isolation was the closest one, but AVP two, so aliens versus predator two, where you could play as the Marine, as the alien or as the predator was in that, the same was campaign. That monolith? Was that monolith? I don't was that remember, monolith? man. I played was that. This was at the same time that I would play some the 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 mod for Alien Swarm as well. To mid Sorry, early two thousands. Yeah, it monolith. monolith. It was cool. monolith, yeah. That was a fantastic game. I freaking remember that so and the fact that you could play all three campaigns and they handled differently. So the Alien obviously played completely differently and had a different campaign, but they're intertwined, which is really cool. Um that that was a fantastic game. And I know that you know, like Alien Col- Colonial Marines wasn't that bad. I just think the expectations that it set through the trailers was a little too high and people got burnt. Oh, they, so, they completely fucked it up. Gearbox screwed yeah. that whole thing up. They got sued over it. So it's, yeah, like that game was colossal. Fuck. So with this, hold your horses, I guess. But at the same time, from what I've seen so far, I'm intrigued. I really am. And I love asymmetric games. So... One of the games that Joe Jives, if he's still, I don't know if he's he's is actually listening at the moment. We played yes. the Descent together in multiplayer, and we quite enjoyed that. And I love those kind of isometric games, um, especially real time action isometric games like that. So, so if it's anything like that in the Alien setting, I, I reckon I'm going to really enjoy well, this game. So when I saw this, that's exactly what I thought this game was from the snippets of gameplay that they showed. Is I'm like, oh, this looks like. A twin stick shooter with systems like your your ascent and stuff, but reading about it, the fact that it is a single player, they they, they stress single player squad based like action strategy game, makes me think it's kind of almost like as you were saying before, like almost like a mix of having to manage a squad and create zones and strategy and stuff. And when I heard that, it actually made it a lot more appealing to me because just like a game that's a twin stick shooter, you kind of know what you're going to go get get for that whereas mm. this actually goes oh maybe it could be you know a bit different something a bit different so we'll i see. think uh, it looks interesting so and i just gotta before we move on to the next news item we've got further stuff in the chat so simon oh, yeah. has asked about the origin of quote i clocked it and ah, where that came okay. from. Yeah. <laughs> he said he's been saying it since primary school but he has no idea now joe jives has answered simon 
by saying it started when Battletoads came out on the NES. <laughs> Is it really though? No, no of course not. Well, I, I still some, can't believe that Joe beat Battletoads in a weekend. Sorry, I'll never fucking believe that. I, I, I honestly would never say that about anything that Joe has said, apart from that one fact. Swinney, now I want to call you out. Do you think that Joe beat Battletoads in one re- weekend rental? I actually was talking to him the other day. Oh, okay, and yes. I don't. I do not completely dismiss it like you as a ch- as a chance. <laughs> I think it's unlikely, but mm. I don't dismiss Ooh, it. So Swinney doesn't believe it. I don't believe it. How about you, Mike? No, do you believe no, it? No, I said it's unlikely, but I don't dismiss it. I think we need proof. I think we need him. Of it, course, it's possible, but I don't believe it. it. Again, so can I can I just say via way of Whirlpool, the Australian forums, yeah. uh, clocky Whoa, game okay. apparently refers to. The old getting the score so oh, high that yeah. it reverts to zero again. So that's it's like, true, uh, dude. Be careful because maybe I was the one that wrote that. So <laughs> yeah, that's maybe, check, check who wrote was, that post. It was a post from two thousand and nine, so <laughs> could, it's probably could one could of your me. multiple I, band accounts, dude. So could like, have been me. I got. Hey, an I only exper- had one account. I've got an experience with this clocking thing. So when I used to play Galaga all the time, like crazy religiously, right? I would always play it on the second player because the first player, my score would be so high. Humble brag. Um, that <laughs> first so player, it's only six digits. It doesn't hold enough. It would just clock over. So you wouldn't even know how, what the score was. So I'd always play in the second player control so that like it would have seven digits to show my score. Because it's the only way you can show scores above one million. So, yeah. You're, you're a regular you Billy Mitchell. Well, no, can I just say quickly, yeah, I think I said it on one time on the show. When you call on the show. Where I went to university, there's some mystery person that I was in this you know, semester-long battle with setting the highest score on Gallagher in the Union House. Was it Julian Assange? No, maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're really trying to dox me now. But, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, like I would set the highest score and then, you know, not play for a while, come back, and then someone's finally beaten my score. And it's like our names were the only two names on the leaderboard and it would just be back and forth. It'd be like I have been with Joe a few times. but um, It, it was Intergod and JS. <laughs> All right, let's get into the final. Oh, wait, sorry. I'll say we didn't say when it's coming or what platform. So, well, have you written it there? I haven't seen it. No, because I never wrote that down. Yeah, he didn't write it. I just want to clarify Alien Dark Descent's coming to all platforms 2023. So, fucking call me out. It's not even in the notes. 2023. I didn't know. Mike wrote the notes. He made me responsible for doing the notes, and Ah. in typical Mike fashion, he fucked the notes up. So. What right, do you guys expect? Let's get to the last news story and Swinney. Yeah, so in one of the most surprising moments of Summer Game Fest, we got a trailer for a sequel sort to of. Flashback from 1992, mm. which is called Flashback 2. Mm-hmm. But this was actually announced last year. Like, did you guys even know this? No, 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 no. Now, they, I, I don't not. think they've shown anything. They just probably announced that they were working on it. But and they like, still have barely shown anything. In the fact, the fact that even last year, so it was May, like I was, for the show, I scour all the, like Reddit and all the website, gaming websites for news for the show. The fact that I didn't hear about it then means that I think that, (laughs) like, they clearly their PR wasn't working very well back in May. And uh, I've got some some stuff to say about their marketing PR about this trailer. But this, uh, so this is a, a sequel. Now it's not the first sequel that Flashback has had. There was actually a 1995 sequel called Fade to Black on PC and PlayStation that was in that was the official sequel. Yeah, yes, it was. Um, but obviously, it seems like they're cool kind game. of forgetting that exists, or at least naming wise, they are. 
So this is coming at the end of this year for every platform. And it's not developed by Delphine Software because they don't exist anymore. It's developed by uh, Microids, their studio uh, Leon, um, which mm-hmm. actually opened in uh, last year. So, okay. so did they have sorry, what did we know Studio link? Leon, isn't it Leon? Leon. What was it, Leon? What they're, they're French. French. That's what I thought it was Leon. Is there what, any link Leon? between them at all? That's, isn't that a place? Any X. Yeah, oh, they're it's a place. In, uh, they're in Paris, but uh, I don't know how you pronounce it. It's probably yeah. pronounced Lyon or some. I don't. I, don't know. I can't I, see anything I, about Lyon. I thought like, it was a safer bet to say Lyon than Lyon. So no, I'm just not, like, not Lyon, but I don't think it's Lyon either. It's French. Who the hell knows what, what it's pronounced? Like, Paris. No, it just seems anyway, so weird. That you whatever. Is that, is that what you trapped in a whole uh, segment for? Get back to the game. Microids in Marseille. It's like, but there's fucking nothing to do with Marseille. I can't see anything about Lyon. No, that's the that's the studio that's working on. They opened a studio there, so I just I don't know. Set Jesus, get off my back. Anyway, this game not much is Jerry, known about Jerry, this game. Jerry. Not much is known about this game other than that trailer. And tell us about tra- the trailer, please. Yeah. They're probably so, going to be watching this video, so t- talk directly to them, Swinney. So well, let's this, let's roll that trailer again. Uh, can you let me say my piece? So <laughs> this trailer is. So this is Summer Game Fest. A lot of eyes on Summer Game Fest. Yeah. And this is a really weird trailer in the sense that it was kind of showing just like some graphical assets and like the vibe and the music was all right. But they had like snippets of gameplay that was like being projected across different objects and cubes and things. And you just couldn't tell what was going on. It's and trailer. it was so obfuscated. Like I feel you like can it's see in the B-roll now. Cause... Well, the thing is... Well, the thing is, right, this game might still be, you know, it, well, it's coming at the end of this year, so you hope it's not too early in development for this. But hmm. if they're trying to not, like, but what I'm trying to say is this was the best, the most set of eyes you're probably ever going to have on getting interest for this game. Hmm. And you didn't show the game at all, really. Like, you show these weird snippets that... Like, even trying to get a thumbnail for this bloody segment, <laughs> there's no, no this is like, the truth. This is where I go to I, IGN, I go to all the sites, I scour Google and bing at all these websites. There's no like screenshots of the game. And like, I had to like come up with some weird Frankenstein monster of a thumbnail, right? <laughs> and it's like, I just think that, look, I love the original flashback. Um, I never uh, play Fade to Black, but also love Another World and, you know, some of the other Delphine software games. I'm the kind of person that you should be appealing to this. This, and I know Mike, you're a big fan of Flashback as well. Mm. And Thomas, Joe. I just like came away from this being like, "What is what is this game? What's the gameplay like?" Right? It doesn't look like it plays exactly like Flashback. So show me the game. And this was the best opportunity you had to show me. Mm. So I just feel it's a real big fail in regards to this, getting interest for this. This would have never happened if instead of Microid Studio Leon, it was developed by <laughs> Hemorrhoid Studio, must say. It's just shocking. I, see, shocking I, I tells you. They I think they have opened a separate studio called Microid Studio Leon, oh which is God. not the studio that is making this game. Do you know what no, I mean? Okay. That's that's what no, I'm the, confused about. What do you mean it's not the studio? I read that it was a studio. No, no, no. It is a it is a studio, just like Ubisoft Toronto and Ubisoft Montreal, yeah. or whatever. But what I'm saying is, I don't well, think it's weird that I would write that specific thing without reading it somewhere. Mm. So I'm, look, I'm, I might I'm, be wrong. I might be wrong. I I, I can't see it anywhere that they. It's, it might have been in the fine print of the trailer. So oh, okay, fair enough. But anyway, yeah. The point the point is that my point was that I think that this game. 
I just think it was a royal fuck up. Like you had the best the chance horrible. to show you had the best chance to show yeah. this game to the most people watching ever for this kind of style of game, and I just think you you didn't. Do I, I, I feel like they, they've got something to hide. Is all I can say. It's but so I, I think it obscure. may. I think it makes it worse in a way, Mike. I like. Yeah, I feel like even if even yeah. if the footage is bad, I still feel like it's so, better to show it honestly than what so, they did. So the fine print in the trailer at the end says developed by Micro Studio Leon. Okay, I'll take it back. Yeah. I'll take it back. Take it back. Take it back. Take say it back. sorry. Say you're sorry. I just said I take it back. You didn't say you're sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> now I'm just putting the timestamp so I can edit this part of the podcast. And get rid of the sorry part. And I'll just take all the parts of what I said so it just makes Sweeney sound like he's crazy. I have been way wrong many times on this show. So oh, well, that's also an cool. omission right there. So but, um, have you guys played the remake of the original? No. Yes, and I didn't like it at all. Yeah, same. Mm. So... I mean, they're totally different people that made it, right? So I'm yeah, that, that was judgment in this. That was Microid Studio. But it's it's <laughs> more. It's, <laughs> it is so weird because it's such an awesome IP. It is a fantastic IP in terms of the the setting. Mm. the The original game was well, I don't know if I'd call it they're groundbreaking in so, some ways, and it was an amazing game. Hey, what so about your remake, lights, by sorry. the way, Mike? Where, where are your lights going? You had nice lights before. Mean? I'll just say the remake was actually made by the original developer, a designer of Flashback with yeah. um, with his studio. So that's a shame that the remake obviously didn't turn out very well, considering it was the same guy. So mm. um, Paul, oh, I'm horrible with French words. Paul Cusset, Cusset, C U I S Paul C D is his brother. Paul Cusset. C U I S S E T. No um, idea. I'm not, sure. I'm yeah. not even. You know, I'm like dyslexic. I apologize to says... anybody French listening. <laughs> well, they're going to be watching, and you're going to butcher their name. I, <laughs> I'm horrible. I'm horrible with French words. I really am. Yeah. Um, kind of implies you're good at all other words. But all right, well, let's... He's good at other words. <laughs> he's good at the English mouth. ones, and you better I'm be good, good at the English I'm ones. Good at words. Because it's one got, minute for the swim. I'm actually amazed that there's not more spoonerisms from you on the show. It's actually, actually a I, good record. I actually, I, I think I've grown out of spoonerisms. You know what it is, without getting too personal, maybe it's the CPAP thing. Maybe that was causing you brain damage and doing spoonerisms. That's a <laughs> Maybe. That's I mean, it could be. Maybe could I need be. more oxygen. Could anyway, be. so this, yeah, I look, I obviously hope this game is good. Um, I just... Man, like you, I think you missed the chance to really wow people. And, yeah, uh, it's a big stuff. Up. I just feel like they're they're screwing not, not them because I don't know what the game is like. But I feel like if it's one IP that deserves more justice, if it's one IP that deserves to be taken by a good more justice. good big developer and done well, this this is such an awesome IP. It just mm. blows my mind that none's taken it and done something really good with it. All right, let's move on to our final <clears throat> segment. And because the show is a bit off the rails and my audio devices have all updated, I won't be able to show the traditional uh, one min sort of Shit, background how are we visual this? thing. Can I no, no, no. I'm, my phone you I'm, have I'm on the run, man. I'm, I'm working oh, on the run here, baby. Nice. I've already got a timer, oh, an ad hoc wow, timer damn. up. Cool, so as cool. we do, we wrap up the news, all the sort of little articles that we don't want to bang on about too much, talk about games we've clocked and things like that. Uh, and Swinney, will, <laughs> you're up to 205 words. Is that correct, Swinney? Yeah, so go moving up uh, five words a piece until I hopefully fail very soon. So. Oh, okay. I, know, I, feel like you you're, I feel like you're trying to fail now. 
Because you're sick of this. When you've been doing it for like four months or something, (laughs) it's been doing it way longer than Mike was doing it now. Mike only did it like three or four times. Nah, he was going for a little bit. I did it for a fair bit, yeah. But I was at 200 the whole time. That's true. You should get the listeners to submit their version of it next time. Yeah, true. So 205 words. Swinney, as tradition dictates, you can start whenever you want and then I'll click the timer. Sony's Ben Studio revealed a new logo and teased out a new unannounced open world title. Bloomberg claimed that God of War Ragnarok is on track for a November release. Bloober team have announced Layers of Fears, a new anthology entry in their popular series. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge launches June 16 and includes a six-player mode. Ben Esposito's Neon White also launches June 16. Tunic is coming to PlayStation consoles on September 27th. PS5 sales are top 20 million. Sony say they're planning a significant ramp-up in unit production. Xbox will begin adding curated demos into Game Pass over the next 12 months, while an Xbox game streaming app is coming to Samsung Smart TVs on June 30th. Embracer Group have announced a preservation initiative called the Embracer Games Archive and Saudi Arabia's public investment fund has since acquired a one billion stake in Embracer Group. A free character creator for Saints Row Reboot is available ahead of the game's release. Sega have announced the Mega Drive Mini 2 console releasing in October in Japan. Netflix have announced a Dragon Age animated series is coming in December. And finally, the Grammy Awards are adding a new category for 20, in 2023 for Best Video Game Soundtrack. Damn, Damn son! You got you never. Job. It's like what, like you, because you slowed down as well. You, would, you, he, he did a bit of an Usain Bolt in the 2008 Olympics. He knew it won, setting a world record, best yeah. time ever, and turned to the crowd. So when he turned to the crowd, actually, turned to the stream, he turned to the chat. I didn't see the time until the end, actually. Yeah, but you always slow down. You're always very arrogant. I do because I normally look and I'm like, oh, I've got 10 seconds left, but I didn't look this time. Look at him. Um, (laughs) I see this time you didn't uh, have a backup of the the cell. Oh, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. Did you change something, Mike? Did you? Well, you are dyslexic because it said Saudi Arabia's pubic investment fund. Mike, not public. I'm, I'm not reading from the run. Oh, of course, you know, you <laughs> son of a. <laughs> oh, that's you next level. I love that. You can't, you can't <laughs> modify my open word that's document awesome. that I have on my computer. <laughs> so a bit of behind the scenes, and you know, people in the chat are saying GG Swinney, GG. Um, Very good game. Very good. So behind the scenes, we have a Google Sheets like run sheet for every single show we've ever done, so we can all collaborate, change it, things like that. Now, Swinney does 99% of the stuff. I tweak a bit, change a little bit here and there. And Mike's role is basically to delete shit, annoy us, change stuff, <laughs> put things in columns you're not meant to, rearrange things, break, you know, the algorithm. So, yeah. But that is good. I didn't realize you were doing Everyone that. Everyone has a role uh, to Swinney. Yeah. You, is, that, is that just from last week that you, swi- you switched to Word? Just yeah, to the, yeah for this one. That's smart. Um, That's can smart. I just say, you guys, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I updated the little like segment name at the bottom um, to say cover a bunch of shit. I made that change ages ago and you guys never called it out because I used to be like a bunch of news. Oh, like, the bottom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I like it anyway. So, because yeah, I'm like, me. well, this doesn't get clipped to go off, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, very good. So, uh, yeah, as we normally do, we actually then talk for like 20 minutes about the one minute of news. Was, what were the big things that jumped out at you, Swinney? Look, the whole God of War thing. It's like so many people are saying each way about, you know, this game will come this year, won't come this year. Yeah. Obviously, I hope it does. Um, and if it does, Sony's like holiday lineup is pretty damn awesome, um, even without God of War. So they could probably push that and not have, you know... Basically, you know, people won't be missing uh, missing the game because there's a lot of stuff coming. Well, Video Game Chronicle, which I probably, for me, rate as the most reliable source and, you know, most even-handed source of news that I check out, they, within 
one day had one story which said it's delayed till next year, and then the next day said it's coming out in November. <laughs> I was like, what? like, what? What are you guys doing? But maybe it is something where it could come out in November, and they're just debating like, why push it in November? We don't really have consoles. I don't know. It's interesting. Can, can you remind me? Have we seen any gameplay at all? Uh, yes, with, with the accessibility stuff. Just accessibility. I, stuff. I don't recall it having any other f- gameplay footage other than that, Mike. Mm. I think it's just the accessibility stuff that they showed off. Didn't see it. Which made me actually go, okay, maybe this game is way more advanced than I actually thought it was. So. Well, I mean, they're working with what I assume is the established framework of the remake. Or yep. the, sorry, not the remake, but the reboot or whatever you call it. Um, yeah, same so, animations for some stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and the, look, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle thing, I just wanted to mention that. Because that's fucking like, yeah. did we know about this date? Like, they just announced the no. date, right? So I mentioned a while back. It's crazy. We we were still waiting on a date for yeah. that. And it's dropping in Game Pass as well, which is cool. Oh, is it? On yeah. PC? Uh, not sure. On PC. Oh, probably not. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they, they announced Casey Jones is a, is a playable character, yeah. which is awesome. I think that's the seventh playable character because you've got the Turtles, Splinter, and, and April as well. And the six-player mode, which looks like absolute chaos, honestly. Like, yeah, that looks sick. It, it, looks, looks, it looks cool, but also looks like just probably not as much fun as just playing normal four-player mode. But, um, it look, that game looks amazing. Um, and the, I'm, the, I'm really happy it's in Game Pass because now I'm going to definitely tr- well, try it right away. So Yeah, I didn't know that it's going to be in Game Pass, but I'm just checking. Um, and, Mike, I know you've... Mm. Uh, you, Keen on uh, Neon White, so that's Ben Esposito's new game, the guy who made Don't oh, Count. Hey, before before you moved on, what I was just also going to say about um, Shredder's Revenge, did you guys see the special edition for Shredder's Revenge? Mm-mm. From Limited Run? Is yeah. It? Uh, I don't more. remember seeing the specific details. Of oh, you guys should check it out. Google it now, just Shredder's Revenge special edition. Like, okay. I'm not into these. Does it have an naked You guys have bought, bought these like special <laughs> edition disgusting. stuff, right? But I've never bought these things. But this one in particular, I'm like, damn, the way they did this was really, really cool. And it's super nostalgic with like the VHSs, the Pizza Hut Pass that came oh, out in the cool. original game. It just looks really freaking cool. It's like, that's the way to do it. If they're going to do something like that, that and is really cool. It wasn't, it was a weird thing to put in one min, but also limited run games are now finally mm-hmm. doing some Xbox releases. Um, and I always wondered why they never did Xbox, other than you could say the install base and stuff, but it was actually because Microsoft apparently has restrictions around releases having to be certain minimum numbers for physical releases, discs. So the fact that they're doing some Xbox stuff now is good as well. So. Yeah, and it seems like, from what I can see, it is going to be on PC Game Pass as well. So I'm definitely going to play that. We should try that. We should all try that. Yeah, dude, I'm totally up for it if it's on PC, for sure. How many players? uh, Six. Six. Cool. Yeah. We'll get get some of our fans to join us as well. Tell you the one thing that I'm looking forward to is the Grammy Awards adding Best Video Game Soundtrack. For two reasons. Number one, (laughs) because I think it's so deserving because some of the coolest music I've listened to is in video game soundtracks. And number two, because because it could potentially mean that if Kanye releases a game in 2023, he could win oh, game. game of the year and best video game soundtrack I, in the same year. I almost added this as a story for one specific reason, not because because I, I don't care about the Grammys at all, but the mm-hmm. reason being is that this is one step closer to 
gaming being more acknowledged outside of it's just a you know like gaming still has a stigma a massive a stigma and i think nerds that, talking about and playing it. this is <laughs> this is to me like a, a good step forward in that regard because also gaming soundtracks are some of them are absolutely amazing and they never get any recognition outside of the niche audience of the games that they play absolutely people that play the games mm. so but i mean the grammys like uh, yeah whatever like i didn't give a yeah, shit yeah that's the but, thing as well yeah. he gives a shit but yeah i hate the grammys still, but still. yeah I, I kind of agree with you um swinney because i also just had the, today the um abc well i think it was yesterday you know abc classic so that's a radio station that's na- nationwide they did um the hundred top hundred music from screens and that was including games as well. And oh, cool. Legend awesome. of Zelda series came 23rd, Koji Kondo. That's pretty cool. That was the highest ranked uh, video game, game thing. Okay. Yeah. But you think, yeah. you know, like Blade Runner, those kind of things with yeah, Interstellar, yeah. Hans Zimmer. So it's Makes actually a really cool list if you actually look through it. I also really like, this was announced last week, but I also missed the show. Um, the Mega Drive Mini 2 console. Yeah, uh, that the looks first one was The first one was received really well. You know, it wasn't made by App Games like the other Sega ones. Um, but so far only announced for Japan. But um, I, yeah, I'd be keen to pick that up if they release it out here. So, And last thing for me was not, it's not actually in the run sheet or like uh, one min is, did you see the footage of Sonic Frontier? The yes. gameplay footage? Oh my god, yeah. It's, Fucking yeah. hell. It was, it's like, it genuinely to me looks like, it's not an original it? take, but it looks like, you know those videos you see on YouTube where it's like some one dude, he's recreated something in Unreal Engine? Like yeah. Zelda yeah, or something. Totally and it's like, yeah. oh, that's kind of cool. But then it looks super jank as well. Mm. I yeah. couldn't believe it was fucking real. Like, why are they publishing that? It looks horrible. I know. That looks the the follow up videos like have shown it look better, but still I agree with that. But what really irks me is um, how this has led to so many people just being like, "Oh, we need to band together, petition oh, this that. shit," and it's so fucking entitled. Like, I hate that the part. Game of, if it's shit. I hate that part of game culture where yeah, people well. feel like they are entitled to make those kind of demands and things. Yeah, I agree. The game's probably not going to be good. It it was a it's horrible a Sonic showing. <laughs> but Sonic games, Sonic like be, some of them Sonic are games, shit, yeah. some of them are good. You know, it's a, most of it's shit, a mixed record. Ones. They just need to make a new two uh, D Sonic. Depends game, on what you it. like, but you know, it, this has the potential to be two thousand six Sonic level if uh, if they don't clear it up a little bit. But um, yeah, it looks horrible. But um, yeah, you know, the bit that really threw me the most was the rails. You know how you can see the rails in the distance. And it looks but like the scribbles because they don't even load properly. And yeah, it just looks so bad. Yeah, I don't want to keep this in it, but it looked really shit. And you know what game actually has parallels? It's actually Splatoon. The motion in Splatoon, they could actually learn a lot of how to make a good Sonic game. I think with the mechanics of what Splatoon does, because it's kind of like similar to what they need Sonic to do to be on rails at time. That would be the day if if a game that's a Nintendo game basically is they they move on to make a Sonic game. <laughs> I mean, they've done like, <laughs> awesome. they've done that stuff in 3D well before. Like Sonic Unleashed is actually a yeah. really good game. You know, they've done Sonic Generations and stuff. And some people don't like those games, but there are 3D games where that stuff works well. But I think the issue with the people have with this is just the animations look really like they don't look as good as some of those older games. Mm. And people just like this feels almost like a step backwards. Um, but yeah, and and like. 
one thing that I really could not understand is the way the person was playing. It was like, you know, sometimes we rip get like B-roll from YouTube. We mm. won't watch the whole thing. And it's just like gameplay B-roll. And we, we start playing it as we chat about the game. And we're like, fuck, this person's so shit that they're playing, right? In the B-roll. And we call it out. We're terrible people. But oh, go back and watch... Let, we steal their content and call them <laughs> you know, no, Can I just object? If you fucking just record gameplay of a game, that's not content. Like, I know, uh, sorry. but we, we, we... Okay, let me reword. We steal their footage. Sure. Their effort that. of putting the footage up. Yeah, I'll give you that. But I hate how people go crazy about that stuff. I'm like, fucking calm down. We're not using your voice. We're not using anything you've actually done. And you're shit at games, by the way. Um, I'll wait until people use my voice and go ahead and use savage it. Savage But can I, like, the gameplay, the way the person was playing the game in Sonic, go back and watch it, especially the one with the the ramps and stuff. Mm. It's like they fucking didn't know how to play the game. Like, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this is like someone's first play of this game. It's just, to me super reflective of how just unprofessional the whole operation is behind this game, like the PR and everything. So anyway, uh, I think we've dissed it enough. Any, any other things you guys wanted to mention before we wrap up? Uh, the show? Just, uh, I'm really looking forward to that Dragon Age animated series um, mm. because it's set in the world of Tavinta, like Dragon Age Dreadwolf, which we didn't get to cover the fact that the Dragon Age 4 now has a title, Dreadwolf. Um, oh, I didn't cool. know that. Okay. Yeah, so, um, you know, it's spoilers to discuss why that name is is, is important, but it's, uh, oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to animated series. I think it has a lot more potential than something like Dragon's Dogma, which I recently watched from Netflix, because the Dragon Age world is so much more fleshed out than Dragon's Dogma and has more characters and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to it. It's coming out uh, in December. So, yeah. Yeah, nice, nice. All right, well, we've wrapped up the news, but uh, Swinney, there's a few things that are coming up. Yeah, so just uh, for next week, obviously, the some of the big shows. I mentioned at the top of the show, but just to remind everyone that um, we'll be talking, obviously, about all the reveals and stuff coming mm. out of the Xbox and Bethesda Showcase, which is in a few hours. Um, the Capcom Showcase as well, which is the next day. But what I just wanted to maybe just get your guys' take on is um, you've got those uh, showcases. You've also got... Um, potentially a Nintendo showcase or direct, mm. we don't know. So I guess any thoughts or hopes you guys have for the next week of stuff that might come out of? Because this is the time to announce this, you know, really. I I want to see some Starfield stuff, please. Some actual gameplay. That's the I think main it's time for it, really. To. It's time for it, isn't it? It would be crazy yeah. if they don't show you. I, I kind of just assumed that they have to show gameplay footage. I want to be as excited as my cat was yesterday when I was just sitting down minding my own business he sleeps next to me in a little thing and then he wakes up and just goes wow and I look at him like what the fuck he's licking himself down there if you know what I mean I don't oh. know if you've ever oh. seen the cat's oh. pe- they're like they're super tiny like they're like super tiny like what? barely what seen them his his pee pee. Oh my he was, god! He must have had a dream. Why did I ask that question? Because I didn't know what he was talking about. Oh, he's looking himself right? down there. What, yeah. what do you think he's talking about? I think because, he well, had I wouldn't a dream. Think he's going to talk about that because, by the way, cats do dream. And I mean, I don't know if you guys have had a cat. For any animal does, I think, and they absolutely one hundred percent dream because he does twitches and does all sleep. I reckon he dreamt about something, and then he, so the point is, I want to be in the same situation as him. I want to, I want to see some footage of starfield and i want to be so excited that i just can't help myself for me uh if they do have a nintendo one i'm actually seriously wondering if they're going to do like a trailer for the mario movie 
Because, mm. like, we haven't seen anything. Maybe. Maybe. And they've, they've already done all the voice acting. They've recorded all that stuff. So they would have vertical slices of that movie for sure. That's like, you have, that's how they build these movies, right? Like they'll have like a scene, they'll render the whole thing. They'll do it all perfectly. Mm. So then the execs and everything can have notes and go, fuck, this is a clusterfuck. We have to delay <laughs> it, which they have, which is a bit worrying. But I, I don't know. I just feel like it feels about the right time. If it's going to come out first quarter next year from memory. Uh, it's like nine months away. I feel like, yeah, having a trailer is pretty important to start building the hype for this movie. So mm. that would be cool if they have a trailer for that. And then I wonder with that, we don't know when the next fucking Mario game's coming out. It kind of... Mm. In, look, I know that Bowser's Fury came out. And by the way, like, if you haven't played that game, go and play that game. It's fucking cool, right? But it's a very bite-sized game. I couldn't imagine that would have been taking them years and years and years to develop. So once you, once you consider Odyssey came out in 2017, it's five years since Odyssey. And that's like as long as it's been between drinks for Mario games. Yeah, but didn't they release um, the pink Mario game? What was pink Mario? The game where it's, it's pink Mario. Um, Kirby. 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 That's the it's one. Yeah. Totally it's, different team. It's totally pink Mario, you idiot. Um... <laughs> Well, was that actually serious? I wasn't even like sure. You just make it a bad joke. Like, bad joke. Yeah, so like I think that like I'm still amazed that we don't know anything about the next Mario game at all. Like anything to do with that game. And no one's talking about it. It seems very strange to me. Probably gonna have Mario in it. <laughs> um outside of that, I don't know, Swinney. Like I just like I haven't been paying attention to any of the rumors. So everyone's like, Oh, the last of us thing got ruined and this got ruined and all the Xbox stuff's been leaked. I'm like, I fucking have no idea. So I'm glad to be in this state of ignorance. So for me, look, obviously we've talked about um, for Capcom, you know, I want to see Dragon's Dogma 2. It's the right time for it if they're going to announce at any time. Um, So from that, from them, from Xbox, look, I want to see Avowed. I really want to. Mm. Um, Windows Central talking last year, late last year, I think it was, that that game potentially could be shown at E3 2022. So maybe it's at a point where they can show at least a gameplay trailer. Um, I would like to see Starfield as well, but um, show show us the GoldenEye remaster. You know, like that's something we know is happening. There was also recent updates to the achievement list from Rare Developers. Um, there is a rumored thing that I won't mention um, that potentially could get announced that okay. I'm really excited for. Okay. But I'd say that they're Cryptic. the main things. They're the main things for me. Mm. Um, just give me Dragon's Dogma Two, please, Capcom. Can I say selfishly, if this is something that they've already built, but like a a Metroid Prime trilogy Switch release this be awesome. this year? Because it's just I don't know. Like, there's not that much coming out this year. And it just feels like that would be like a good big hit. You know what I mean? Like sell a lot of units and just be friggin' like Switch to me just is like something about it feels like the perfect place to play Metroid Prime. Like I've tried mm. to play it a lot recently and I'm like, I just can't click with it. Like mm. I actually would so love to play it on the Switch. Mm. Um, so, cause you still have Gyro on the Switch as well. Like if you wanted to go down that path. So mm. yeah, yeah that, that, would, awesome, that would be cool. But I just, oh, I, whether it would ever happen. I will also always say, just give F Zero Nintendo F Zero. We waited. That'd be cool. Waited too long. It's too long. That that'd be like a hype, you know, Metroid Dread style announcement if they 
had like some weird ass F zero. Even if they did something like F zero two, which makes no sense, but it'd just be. I think that'd be really cool. Actually, way well, to reboot. Well, F zero two already existed. Maybe I'm misremembering. No, I know, but like, no, but I mean, like, you know, you've got all the other series and everything with F zero, so it's kind of like yeah. it'd just be bizarre if they did that. So, but yeah, how about you, Mike? Anything that you're hyped about? Uh, Any? No, exciting? nothing that we haven't covered. Yeah, but nice. de- definitely, yeah, Starfield's my number one. Yeah, nice. All right, well, Very I think nice. that just wraps up the show, doesn't it, boys? It does. It does indeed. All right, we'll, uh, we'll have all these announcements by the next show, hopefully. Jam-packed well, Every show. single one of what we just said <laughs> will be announced. Exactly. All right, with that, it's uh, bye-bye. Thanks for listening.